Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up? It's your girl Samara, aka Girl from Harlem. It's your cousin Juju. It's your boy, a king from Queens, Burgundy Jack. <laughs> I try every time. And this is Ray Daniels, aka the Culture Referee. <laughs> and this is the Culture Report presented by the God Show. We back after Thanksgiving. Before we even get started, Jack practice that shit. Every is that going to be? How, is that? Yeah. I'm I'm I, I, I'm I just want I, I'm I, I, just I, filling I, it out. I mean, no, no, put the mic a little close. I just want to make sure. I'm filling it no, out. No, I'm just, Pause. It's a work in progress. Yeah, so for now, can you just let us know? Because when you do that, it kind of throws off the... Like, everybody does it. I don't look at Tamira. Tamira does it. And then Juju does this little thing where you look at me and he laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll be ready to go. And then here come... And this is your queen from Queens, Burgundy Jack. With the, it's like, it's just... I just want to get used to it. Expect the unexpected. No, 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 no. I just need, I just need to get used to it. Just, I'm, I'm just asking. You can tell me. Yeah, I'm practicing. I'm practicing. I'm so you're going to do it next time you're on? Yeah. I might do okay, it perfect. So. Though. Whoa. Okay, cool. He's gonna do a little different. Let's, let's not. <laughs> but and see what works. but before we go, before we get started, um, I just want to make sure that we at the God Show family sends love and prayers to our uh, producer Aaron Pittman, uh, his sister who raised him died. So he will usually be sitting right there, saying little comments, but he's not here today. So I just want to make sure we send him love. Aaron, we love you. We support you. We here for you. Let's keep him uplifted. Yeah. yeah. Hey, definitely. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Okay, and then before we get started, shout out to uh, our sponsors, uh, Two Lost uh, Distribution. If you're looking for distribution, uh, at the bottom of the screen, there should be a code. Uh, the first three months is free. You can just register. Yeah, for, if you use our code, the first three months is free, and then the next three months is $3 a month, unlimited. That's good. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. But okay. um, shout out to Two Lost uh, Distribution. Shout out to uh, uh, Tote and Carry. Uh, and shout out to Yoko Vaca. And, you know, like I said, everybody else who wants to do something, holler at us. And if you're listening, like, subscribe, share, do all the things that you need to do that costs you no money but does everything to help us continue giving you guys information that matters to you and great content and a whole lot of edutainment. So with that being said, Tamira, floor is yours, shouty. Wait, but you didn't tell them about something that you started that's really, really big and the people don't know about it yet. Well, I start. That's really big. Oh. See? Hello, the people need I, to know about this. Okay, so, and if you're listening uh, at the bottom of the screen, there should be a link. At the bottom of this video, there should be a link. Uh, we have a new community we just started called the Dreamers Community. Um, and uh, I'm really excited about it. I think it's the most important thing I'm going to do outside of my kids. Ooh. Because the object for this community is to create an ecosystem where people that have dreams to be in entertainment, podcast, music, anything, uh, can can get access to contacts, information, and just the access that's needed for them to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Shit I wish I had when I was coming up. So if you're watching, by the way, and someone in the community came up with the term, the God Squad. So that. you want to be a part of our God Squad, oh, click the cool. link at that the on this so and buy cute. it. So yeah, so 
We're going to be the God Squad. Let's get it. That is the cutest thing I've ever heard. Okay, anyway, so we coming off of Thanksgiving and spending time with our holidays. How were you guys? Holidays, anything fun, anything good? Nope, had a good old time. Well, I put my feet up all weekend. Mm. Don't get me started because you know the men do nothing. It actually felt longer. Thanksgiving felt the whole... Like with, the whole week was that Wednesday to Sunday felt long this year. It felt short to me. Really? I was. You were still nice. working. No, I was not. I was. I, you was I, on cloud ten. I was on cloud. Oh, I was on. I was in Delta nine. Ooh, what's <laughs> Delta nine. That's where I was at. I was. I was. That's my favorite thing to do. Outside is very expensive. Yeah. Hey yo! Shout out to that the uh, the liquor Keurig shit, man. My dad got one of those. I need one of those. <laughs> What's so. that? We're not letting it go. It's like a little liquor bar situation that you could plug. You could plug different bottles up, and you take like a the same way you use Keurig. It's like you a plug liquor in liquor. whatever. Like if you like Long Island, you could plug in a Long Island. Like kill the fuck out of here. Yes. And just press the button and it just comes on and it you fixes it. We need that. We need, it I need that. It's a perfect drink. I don't even time. drink, but I want that. I drunk that. I drunk, I How much is something like that, Carl? I have no idea, but look. You know, we have, we have, you know. If you want to sponsor. If you want to sponsor. Yeah, we'll, let's we'll put it right here. No, we ain't going to sponsor. You said, hold on now. We just shout out our sponsor that's actually paying to give a. No, no. No. We had a great holiday, but some people haven't been having a good holiday. This was a crazy past two weeks, especially for the hip-hop community. So um, there was a law that um, was, like, reaching its ending, its deadline, excuse me, um, that happened in New York, and it caused a lot of people to come out with accusations and all type of things, like, just in shambles recently, right? So I want to have a conversation about... Um, Statue of limitations with laws and sexual assault and how it pertains to sexual assault, right? So um, we looked up some of the laws. So Juju, I know you had a pretty clear. So one, let's talk about the difference between sexual assault and sexual harassment. Harassment. Right. So you told me the difference. So the civil suit, they were these were all civil suits, right? These civil suits were based on sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. So the difference between sexual harassment, of course, and sexual assault, harassing somebody is saying like, "Hey, so and so has a fat ass," mm -hmm. instead of saying, "Hey." I'll, I slap so and so's fat ass. That's a, now that's assault. So that's physical assault. physical touching is assault. Yes, and harassment is harassment. Same. Like yeah, so I can so, so you walk up to a colleague and say, "Hey, you got a fat ass." That's technically sexual harassment. But if you walk up to a colleague and slap her, slap her ass, hey, that's sexual assault. So if you do both, you <laughs> assault, assault and harass. But the thing about the difference <laughs> is the difference is you can't you can't press charges for sexual harassment. You can do a civil suit, a civil case, right? So that's what what we're saying now. All these civil cases, it's. I never knew that. Oh, no, so okay. you can't charge no, okay. for sexual, like, verbiage. No. I can't. Yeah. You can't go to jail for saying inappropriate things verbally. Well, it's the act on it that will make you go to jail. Well, but I can't sue if you. Place, you. So, like, so if, you, if you're harassing somebody and you place a, a restraining order on them and they break the restraining order, now they have okay, there we go. They've broken the law. All right. So, so the difference was, like, now we're, you're starting to see, like, all these harassment suits that are popping up. They're civil. So it's, it's something that's civil, and a lot of people are like, why, they aren't, why aren't they getting arrested? You don't go to jail for civil suits. Do you think there should be a timeline on when you're able to make, to make these claims? And if so, what do you think the deadline should be? So I have to preface by saying I have so much sympathy <laughs> for all, for, 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 yeah, yeah, for anybody that's, that's ever, like, because it's traumatic. Like, I, I, can't, I can't fathom how somebody perceives their trauma. Mm -hmm. However... Waiting for the however. Yeah, however, I can't remember what I ate for dinner on Tuesday last week. 
So how the hell can you remember every single detail of a, a, a so-called harassment from 1991? You cannot compare something traumatic like sexual harassment to what you had for dinner last week. But I, 1991, I, I got into a lot of fights in my life growing up. A good one, I'll take that. I can't remember, I can't remember half the people's name. I can't remember the why the fight started. I can't remember. So, so for something like, and mind you, there's, there's been true. Like I broke, I broken a hand before. I've fractured a toe. I can't, I can't tell you every single finite detail. Touche. So, like in that situation, it's like, I get it, but it's like it's hard to explain. Like, yo, like now, now that you're gonna file this suit, because if you ever filed a lawsuit, you have to give like real finite details about okay, this transpired on this date. Like, there's not a, it's not a assumption of the date. There's a, you have to have. A clear solid facts to prove this transpired. So somebody for somebody to come back from something that happened twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, you remember thirty every, thirty years ago, you remember every single detail? Well what if they had a diary? No. But even then I, I have to now we have to prove that the diary was written. Like you, you can write on a piece of paper, I can write a date on a piece of paper. I want I wanna talk, but I wanna make sure I'm allowing y'all to finish. Just, sure I don't wanna, <laughs> just making sure I allow everybody to finish. Nah, go, ahead, wanna, go ahead, go ahead. Um so I have a whole lot of thoughts on this. Uh, number one, um, like you said, I do, I do feel bad for any sexual assault, sexual harass, rape. I feel sorry for all those victims. I, I have empathy for all those victims. Um, I'm not going to say but, because but usually means that whatever you said before, it doesn't matter. So what I will say is, is that it, it feels like the, what happened to you all determines the outcome of your life, right? So, like, I don't think, I don't think if Cassie leaves Puff, signs the Def Jam, blows up, sells three million records, I don't think she files a suit. This, these civil suits are more, to me, is more based on winners and losers in life. And these civil suits, to me, are the loser's way of getting back at the people that won. Now, mind you, that person might have won because they did some fucked up shit. Like, they might have did some snake shit. So I'm not saying that, but I'm saying 30 years ago, and here's what people don't acknowledge about when you're being sued. If you sue me, you can be 100% wrong. That doesn't mean that I don't have to pay for a lawyer. Yep. That doesn't mean that I don't have to go through the process of public humiliation of you saying these things or accusations on me. When you file, you don't have to come with... Yeah, you just exactly. So you can say, and then now it's going to cost me. So to me, that's the first thing is that I wish that this shit is about rich and poor. This ain't got nothing to do with sexual harassment, in my opinion. It, it has nothing to do with it. And the reason why is because... This sounds fucked up, but just hear me out. When you are... If I describe sex to anybody, I don't give a fuck if I'm describing the Obamas. It sounds like something that you shouldn't be hearing is something very forbidden, right? So let's say if Tamira, like, Tamira comes home and her, her husband or her boyfriend or whoever it is likes for her to be laying on the bed a certain way with her hair down, right? That sounds like, and that's sexy to her. It's like, I know how my baby want me to be in the house. I'm going to lay just like this, Um. But then Tamara and her baby broke up and her baby goes and gets a new baby. And Tamara's trying to find out how to get a baby just as rich as the last baby because she can't find it. So now she's like, and this motherfucker had me laying on the bed with my fucking hair down. Like I didn't even feel like it some days. Some days I didn't even want to let my hair down, but I let my hair down because that's what he wanted. And this motherfucker left me. I'm suing him. And to me, that's the part that's scary. The part that's scary is that no one is 
it's a few things. It's, it's anybody can sue you. Anybody can have a problem with you. And anybody can make up a story on you. But here's what I, I will. it makes it more guarded for, like, not having have a relationship, like, with success and trying to have a relationship. Because, because even, let's say, let's say, let's, let's use something else as an example. Let's use a famous movie that I bet every woman in here has seen, and I bet every man only saw with the woman. I know what movie. Is. What movie am I about to go to? Oh, hell. The Notebook? Probably Fuck no. No, nigga. What? Grace, um, um, the Grey movie. Christian Grey? Oh, 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 Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now, that was sexy to women, right? Why? Because he's having her sign an NDA. He's telling her how he wants his sex. Women like that. I, don't, I have don't. never, I have not had a woman who has been in love with me, and y'all can jump in, that has not, did everything in their power to please me. That's true. Now imagine you doing everything in your power to please me, even if that means fucking other men. And now we broke up, and now you're looking like, man, that shit really happened to me, man. I did that shit for him. Does she file a civil suit if they stay together? I don't think so. And here's another thing. Puff, all these civil suits could have went away if the woman they was with stood next to them and said, nope. If Young Miami stood up and said, me and my dad, me and my nigga do everything together. I like all that wild shit. Mm. He likes wild shit. I like wild shit. It, there's no voice being represented. It's just rich guy, victim. And now the victim is airing out all the rich guy shit. So the rich guy's like, pay, 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 get that shit over with. So it's unfair. It was like it was a flurry that I remember. What was that Thursday or Friday? It was like it was a flurry oh, of like yes. this person, now this person, now this person, and all these dates. It's like two thousand and one, nineteen ninety eight, ninety seven. I have, I have, I have a. I, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Remember that. I have to tell you something. And there's going to be a guy, and when this happens, America, world, when this happens. Women are going to lose their motherfucking mind. There's going to be a guy that's going to sue Magic City or one of those clubs for sexual harassment. You see how y'all laugh, right? Y'all laugh. Of course, it's funny, right? The women laugh. But as men, as men, (laughs) as men, when you walk into them strip clubs, them chicks be on your ass. That's sexual harassment. Shout out Magic City. But then guess what (laughs) what they're going to say, though? Guess what that's going to say? You shouldn't have came. And why would you speak with the man? As soon as the man laid down with you and made you do something you didn't want to do, at that moment, you are a part of the crime. If he wanted you to fuck Big Black Dicks and you didn't want to, you are part of the crime. I feel, not that matter of fact, the Big Black Dicks just sue. <laughs> the Big Black Dicks just sue. Be, no. Dog. What, what grounds are they on? I'm saying if anybody is being, anybody's a victim, it's the motherfucker that's being asked to come fuck a woman in front of her husband. Not the woman who's doing the service. Listen, y'all. I know what y'all saying, but let's be clear. Sexual harassment is wrapped up in a whole lot of shit and has a lot to do with how women feel. Not facts. Have we ever seen Idris Elba get hit with sexual harassment? Let's hope sexual harassment, sexual harassment and these civil lawsuits are an attack on rich men and unattractive men. That's it. Do you think that... um, Tell me I'm lying. Have we seen anybody that America deems attractive get hit with sexual assault or sexual anything? Diddy's not an ugly person. No, no, no. Oh, Diddy is different, though. Different he's different, though. He's Diddy. All right. One and, thing he, I- and, and he's turned a new leaf. He's love. So love. imagine. That was like, okay, so let, so, let me, so, let, so let me get an example. I don't know about y'all, 
because you don't have kids. You have kids. Do you ever look at your parents, grandparents, your kid, and be like, where the fuck was that parent when I was a kid? Yeah. That's how, like when I see my mother with my kids, I'm like, damn, what was that person? Mm-hmm. I'm going to sue my fucking mother now. Yes. I'm going to double. Yeah. Little civil lawsuit <laughs> against my mother. Oh, no, I, that's, right, how, that's right. what's happening, though. Nah, Puff was oh, with people. Miami no, a Puff was, exactly. Like, oh, now you he him. was a, probably a fucked up person in his 30s. Her, and now he's, like, and oh, now, he's a, now he's probably trying to do his atonement. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you, you, oh, you, oh, you nice now? That goes back to the bodyguards. Though. Yes, it goes back to everything. So my thing is, is that, but 50 Cent has a very famous line. It says, no sympathy for winners. And as long as the rich are rich, the, the American public will never side with them. And the only way you can get them to side with you is by adding another voice. Kobe Bryant got locked up for rape. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. When he did a press conference, who was sitting right fucking His there? Wife. Exactly. With that big $4 million ring, ring on. That. Yep. And that's what, guess what she said to the world, to everybody. I don't believe it, and I'm not going nowhere. I know who this man is. I have a question. Go ahead. So, like, now, do you think moving forward, like, especially with relationship and relationship and success, do you think now we're going to get to the space where right when you start dating somebody, you're like, hey, here's the NDA. Yes, yes, yes. Here it is. I ain't like, going to lie. I was, out la- I was out last night, and my OG, who I was with, First thing he said to me when we walked in the club, you need to start getting NDAs. Because here's another thing we're not factoring in. 2020 was probably the year that most people in America made the most amount of money. Mm -hmm. It was a money money graph for everybody. That's why we went into inflation and all that other stuff. Um, I think we're about to enter the nastiest, ugliest season of all time. Mm. I think we're about to enter a season where women are trying to get close to men or people without are going to try to get close to people with just to get intel, information, whatever, to hurt them. And NDAs don't work in public opinion. You could be in the NBA, but once it's said out loud, it's out loud. image is done. You see what I'm trying to say? So for me, I just feel like it's about to be that season. This is not going to start. I I could see artists suing. I could see anybody who didn't end up on the other side where they want it to be, the new answer is going to be, sue that motherfucker, get paid. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think it's going to be a situation where a male sues a female? If it does, I think, I think he's not going to get none, nowhere near the support of public opinion because he's a male. And that's what I'm trying to set. I, so I'm going to give you a great example. What's the lady, what's the, uh, the comedian came out and said that she was talking about men who don't have uh, erectile dysfunction? Where? Yeah, Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. She said that. So what she happens? Said, what happens now for a man if one of the men that Leslie Jones was with, she was he was like, "Oh, you were bashing me in publicly, so I'm gonna sue you for sexual harassment." I, the whole public is gonna hate him. I, but that's that's my up. point. My point is, is that the way this is going, the only people that can stop these women are other women. Like if another woman said, if a woman came out and said, "Yeah, Russell did that to me, that he did to y'all," but I loved it. It changes the dynamic. Mm. I see what you're saying, but what do we? So, if if Young Miami did come and step out and stand on this with Diddy, how would that have this? But you think that it would have kind of? I think I, this what I think. Down this this what I think happened. I think Puff knew about the lawsuit, of course, before it came out, yes. and they was trying to shake him down. Agreed. Like we want thirty million, and Puff was like, "No," or we want twenty million, whatever it was, and then. He was like, no, I fucking give you that money for you. You you got a new nigga. Be with your new man. And then they filed a lawsuit and then he saw public opinion attack him. Because her attacking him gave 10 other women a chance to attack him. Mm -hmm. 
That's the one thing about an open door. Once one person hits you, everybody feel like, well, shit, I, I can hit him too. And I think that that happened and he said, okay, because you got to look at it like this. Her, her saying what she said exposed him. Exposed the fuck out of him, right? On a lot of levels. But you know who else exposed? Her. Mm-hmm. It, it showed it's her. exposed her. So I think he probably but was she like, she was willing to do for She ain't going, right. if you hurt me, you going to hurt you. And that bitch was hurting so bad <laughs> that she said, I'm cool with that. But you know how you say it opens the door for other people to come up? He's getting the sued again. The other side to it is that I don't think a lot of sexual assaults can happen with just Diddy by itself or just with these people. There are other people that assist in these type of things and cover up these type of things. Like it takes more than one person but to I cover think, up But I think, like that's, I think that's everything and everybody. I think that. Where do we draw the line on accountability? Public opinion. So give me an example. Tamira hit a homeless person. Okay. In her car, leaving the office. Mm -hmm. Kills her. No No cameras can see. No nothing is around. I wasn't drinking. Tamira comes back. And she was drinking. Let's let's add that. And she was drinking. Tamira comes back to the office and says, I hit a woman. She's dead over there. At that moment, we we are now all accomplices. We can either call the police or protect Tamira. Right? That's Mm -hmm. That's our only option, right? So... Now, you just, by telling us, you just put us in the crime. That's what yeah. I mean by you. So now, okay, I see now we're like, all right, let's just not say nothing. Let's just let it go. Let's let it go. Somebody else find it. Right. Now the dead woman there, her, her, her daughter's on TV. We've been looking for my mama. <laughs> we couldn't find her. All those things now are pressure coming down on the crew. Pressure coming down on everybody on the crew. Mm-hmm. So now your conscience is like, man, I don't man, to me. I mean, I fuck with you, man. I fuck with you, but like, goddamn, like that. Goddamn. Like, so now, I know who not so to now, tell with a body. So now, the secret gets out. Jordan Lee. They are mad at. They are. They are mad about every. They are mad at everybody in this room. Yeah. They are mad at everybody in this room yeah. who knew. Yeah. That's my, like because if that's the case. R. Kelly shouldn't be the only one in jail. I'm about to say that was. No, that's the case. Was everybody that worked at RCA Records that knew should be in jail. Or job records when he was signed. It should be in jail. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Y'all know this game, man. Y'all know how it is, man. As much as these rich guys are preying on the people that are in their life, you got people <laughs> preying on the rich guys to get into their life. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. Dog, you go to motherfucking pee party, nigga, it's 50 chicks around trying to get to them. 100%. Nigga, when you we'll got money and you hot, there, yeah. everybody wants you. So now I let you in, and now I'm like, well, look, man, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm into some wild, freaky shit. Wait, remember <laughs> Love and shit. Basketball when he was explaining to his son how the groupies make no, it no. all the way to the hotel I'm room? going this. <laughs> hey, nigga, I'm, you, you want to mess with me? I want to let you know I like different shit. Okay. Okay. We fuck around. We hanging around. Then I'm like, I want to uh, see you get gangbanged by three men. Like, at that moment, you're going to say yes. Signs up for that. You're going to either say yes or no. Let me tell you who signs up for it. Cassie. Nope. I ain't gonna, oh, I'm not going to call her out. I'm not going to call her out. You know who signs up for it? Somebody with nothing that wants something. So you also are preying on this person. Now, the only thing I can see people getting on Cassie and Puff about is one thing. It's only one factor that I'm like, mm. she was 19. He was 37. So, nah, that's different. 19 is not fully grown. 19 yeah, you don't is. You don't have to go drink. But, but. It is what it is. Now, I have to say something. I know I've been talking a lot, but we ain't talked in two weeks. I have to say something. Women in America have made another word that's not bad, bad. 
You know a word that now used to be good? I'm trying to guess. I'm trying to guess. What? If you want to guess. Freak? Nah, hell nah. Nigga, freak is... Nigga, freaks come out at night, nigga. I'm talking about a word that is good. Women have now made that word bad. Grooming. Oh. Oh. Nigga, you you want somebody to groom. Like, groom me. Teach me how to be better. Now is there grooming them from sexual... Mm. Isn't that what you do in relationships? That's your woman. Your woman likes making fried chicken. You like baked chicken. You're telling her, I don't want fried chicken. I want baked. You're grooming her now. You're grooming her. (laughs) I'm supposed to groom her. The way you're supposed to groom me. Mm-hmm. Now, grooming is a bad word. Grooming? He's grooming us? Like, what? Bro. <laughs> I think the connotation bro. of it. The kind of, just the, the, but, bro, groom, you're being groomed by Steve Stop right now. Is that bad? False. Hey, it's not. That's, see, Wait, it's no, even it's, the word. The word grooming, grooming now, now has a sexual has, undertone. It's the word pause mm-hmm. because it's no longer grooming. It has that's a sexual true. undertone. It has a sexual now. undertone to it. That's true. That's yeah. why. Can I ask my favorite question? Go ahead. Do we think race has anything to do with this? Because we have that basketball player from the Thunders who got caught. I don't know. I, I don't know Is if it's. It? I don't know if it's yeah. race as much as I think it's who you are attached to. That is a young superstar basketball player coming up in Oklahoma City. Well, he's oh, from Australia. Why he not coming up? I didn't yeah, say where he's he from. A, yeah. I didn't say where he's from. He's coming up uh-huh. in Oklahoma City. If he lived in New York, if he's playing for the Knicks, they would have got his ass. He plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Do you know what Oklahoma City is on the map of America? Somewhere. I guarantee you. <laughs> so, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. It's a red state. Right. And them red states you know. don't have pity for people. Mm-mm. So I can see them saying, "Before we find out." Let's figure it out. And there's one thing I got to say. The man is 21. Right. Now, if he's messing with a 14-year-old, mm-hmm. nigga, all so day. Far. But if he's messing with a 17-year-old, and next year he'll be 22 and she'll be 18. So at that moment, it still feel like it might be like a money grab. And the, 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 the legal age of consent maybe in that state might be, because some states they're like 16. Let me ask you a question. I want to ask everybody a question. Yeah, he was 19. Oh, perfect. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Oklahoma City, the entire city, Cares more about a victim who knew what she was doing in their mind. Well, let's both say they don't know what she's doing. They're both both two teenagers, mm-hmm. or they care about the Oklahoma City winning fucking Champions. games. They want that. They want that ring. That's my point, and that's why that shit ain't coming up. I don't think it had nothing to do with race. All right, fine. but I do think that you know it is a it is a it is a it is there was a time where that grooming was necessary. But I'm talking to y'all as a man that wanted to be in the music business. I wanted to be groomed by somebody. Because yeah, I didn't know shit. Is innocent. I'm looking at the definition. What's the, read the now. definition. The practice of preparing or training someone for a particular purpose or activity. Well, I don't think nothing wrong with being groomed. I don't either. You're <laughs> supposed to. Like, like you said, like me, I change what type, who I am depending on who I'm dating. Like, if I know I have a, like you said, that a street dude. Or, and I got to get up and handle this business. It, it, you should be women. Women, I, I have never argued with a woman about something that I needed that she didn't want to give me. That's I've true. never argued with a woman about even if right. so. My thing is is women are naturally their their natural state is to submit. That is a natural state. That's why when a woman gets married, her father gives her away to her new husband, and she takes their last name, and she lives in their house, and now you're one of them. That's grooming. I'm groom, I'm getting you ready to be a wife. So I'm there's going to be somebody that has a problem with a father walking his. Daughter down the aisle and giving her to her husband. That's coming. That, that's I coming. know that's coming. Oh, that's coming. You're giving well, her away like my, she's property. My male father mm-hmm. is treating me like property, handing me off mm-hmm. to my male husband. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, oh my God, y'all. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Like, 
Y'all are ruining the f- y'all are ruining the world. And tradition, like everything that we grew up thinking was right and okay, now everything's wrong. Like I'm old. My mom was 18 when she met my dad and my dad was 24. Okay. We came, we got some good kids, they got married everything. In today's world, that might be considered. They made a legend, right? Uh-oh. Made a legend. Oh, that's fake. They made a legend. But my point is is this is that women in America have now taken the word grooming and made it negative. And it's not a negative word. I just want to put that on record. Let me go to the next one. Well, you said something about, reminds you about Aaron Hall. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Because cool. they, they said he groomed. He's, I just found out what groomed was. Gloria Velez was like, Luke groomed her. Man, let me ask you a question. I, I, I got to just say this again. If I got a bus, I got a bus. My bus goes from College Park to Buckhead every day. <laughs> and you want to ride on my bus, but I don't smoke. So I say no smoking on my bus. That's not grooming. That's you can't smoke on my bus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Juju smokes. Smoke right on Juju bus. I don't like Juju. Juju ain't cute as you. See? Can't have it always. <laughs> See what I'm trying to say? So now it's like if you want to enter my life, my goal you. and my main thing should be to teach you how to interact with me. The same way that should be your goal. Yo, Tamira. Tamira's like, yo, guy, yo, yo. Babe, please don't call me after 12. I need to be in bed by 10. I like to wake up at 6. That's not grooming. That's, 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 that's considered grooming. You're preparing them for something. But imagine if you're going to be a billionaire and that nigga sue you. I cannot sleep past eight, 6 o'clock in the morning because of her. She groomed me. to be, Oh, shut the fuck up. Ooh. See what I'm saying? I used to try to get me to groom men. Like she would say, always train men to come to your door with something. Like anytime. Oh, like they... She was saying, she said Wait that. Hold on, I'm going to tell you. That is the most. She not my aunt. shit I've heard today. Wait, hold on. What can I tell you? She's my neighbor. I just call her my aunt because. She married? She no, that's why I don't listen to her. Precisely. But she was, so this is what she would say. She said, a man should, always, I guess it's an old saying, a man should always show up at your door kicking because his hands should be full of something, gifts or something. So she was saying, like, she was just saying groceries or just train a man to stop at she's the gas also station single, and ask you if you need something be before. And she's also. But anyway, the point is that men don't only groom people, is my point. Every, that's, my, that's my. That's, that's what I'm saying. What we people all groom each other for their relationships. That's we what all groom each groom each other. That's what we do. We say, "I don't like this. I like it like this." But she alright rethinking her shit now. I don't even talk. To she her probably like being single. She on a brown on one of them townhouses out mm-hmm. there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. She just moved over. You gonna look it up? No, no, no. I got some. <laughs> I'm not talking about the wolves at her. Oh Lord Jesus! She need a wolf. Groom her. Right. All right. Wait. Hold on. Okay. What up, everybody? This is Ray Dangs, aka the Culture Referee. You already knew that. But what you didn't know about, I bet, is a new distribution company called Two Loss Distribution. They're the most technologically advanced distributor in the world. They distribute your music to more stores than any distributor out there. And they only charge you $3 a month. Yep, $3 a month. And they don't charge you any money to collect your royalties. So you get 100% of your royalties. Y'all know how some of them distribution companies be asking for, you know, it's distribute with us but they take 20%. These guys don't take any of that. They charge $3 a month to distribute all your music and if you use the code GODS, which is on be on the bottom of the screen when you add your discount code, you get 3 months free. So, if you're looking for distribution, you need distribution, you're looking for the best distribution company to work with, Two Loss is the fastest growing distribution company out there. Mess with them, tell them Ray sent you, you're going to get some money off. Anyway, um so I know we spoke about this last week. It was before it dropped, but the Andre 3000 album came out. The Fluke album—it's getting like completely 
mixed reviews. Like some people absolutely love it. Some people's like, this is not what I asked for. But um, he outsold a lot of artists. So um, this week, Nas dropped Little TJ. Ice. Well, it wasn't this week. That, that 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 was a combination of the last few months. Oh, okay. So yeah, he, that, that, yeah. Those are all the things that he beat that month. I mean, since he dropped that dro- drop recently. Okay. So like he got the, they got the Meek Ross album on there. Is that mm-hmm. that's not he didn't beat them? Um, Meek Ross, not on this list. Okay, no, no, he might, he might have beat them. I'm just but saying. Yo Gotti and DJ Drama were right on his ass. I just want to say that. But I want to know what you guys think about this album. Is it doing a reset for hip hop? Do we think people are gonna? It's not a hip hop album. Yeah, it's very relaxing. It's, I think yeah. I about to say it's busy. Like people go on people go on YouTube all the time and type in music. Sound. I want to say I want to say something. It's, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I did it again. <laughs> no, people like people like for me personally. Like if I'm sitting at if I'm sitting at the crib and I'm like just doing busy work or like cleaning up. Like I I played the album, and it was it was relaxing. It was cool. Like it was just a it was great great ambiance. It's great music. So like even when I was going on the way driving for Thanksgiving, I played it for my daughter just to see like what would be the reaction. reaction right. And she's back there chilling. Like she it, it calmed her down. So like I appreciate it for what so it it's is. It's like an audible edible. Yeah. Edible. I kind of like hard. that jacket. How? Oh, okay, got you. Oh. But, but I, I'm going to just say this. Um, I feel like people are more mad because of the expectation, not because of what it is. Because there's people that listen to um, ambient music and, you know, lo-fi and different shit to, like, relax them. So my thing is, like, I would rather support someone from our community from that we can relate to than, like, some fucking... Monk in Nepal or some shit like that that be doing this. You know what I'm saying? But I'm trying to figure out, like, when you say ex- see people who had expectations, he literally told people what he was going to do. Like, I'm trying to figure, like, this This the part that's always confusing me. Like, like people are so up in a, a, a fury about, oh, he didn't even rap one bar. It's like, right, the nigga did interviews and said, but the nigga did interviews and said, I do not want to rap anymore, right? Like, I have no motivation. His last feature that he did was Scientists and Engineers with Killer Mike and Future. He literally said, I have no inspiration right now. He's like, this is the best I can give y'all. I hope I get my second win by the time I'm 80. Maybe I have something to rap about then. But I have nothing to talk about right now. So people are like, oh, well, he this didn't meet my expectations. Like, you expect, you're expecting, like, this is like saying, LeBron, I expect you to play till you're 50. LeBron's already said he's going to play until his son gets there. So, like, people, you can't get mad. Like, oh, you could have gave us five years with your son. No, nah, nigga, I told you. As soon as you got here, yeah. I'm getting the fuck on. I'm tired. <laughs> so, I think that's for, for me. I'm like, I have no, I set no expectations for it. Because I was like, if this is where you are creatively, I can either appreciate it or I can be like, no, nah, that shit's ass. And for me, I just appreciate it because it's art, it's art. I appreciate it. I, I want to ask a question. I think we should be asking more. I think you asked the wrong question. I think the question should be, what can we learn from this? And to me, what we can learn from the Andre 3000 album is that, uh, is that people connect with, if they connect with you, they'll do everything they can to connect with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that this man, first title is, I really wanted to make a rap album. That's the title of song one. I really want to make a rap album, but basically, but this is all I could come up with at this time. Like, that's the first song title is telling everyone where he is. Yep. I want to make a rap album, but this is all I can come up with. So at that moment, you at that moment you get to choose to listen or choose not to listen. But the fact that he remained true to who he was, to me, is the volumes that it spoke. And to me, I feel like instead of artists paying attention to that was a flute album, I think we're missing the most important thing. This man 
did what he wanted to do and explained to you why he couldn't do it and saying, this is the best I can offer. And people gave him a chance to listen. Mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like artists, you can't keep tricking the audience to buy. You can't keep, like, it's my best album. It's like, at some point in time, the audience going to be like, man, we heard that last album. Like, every album your best album? So I, I think about that. Um, but I just, I just think that, I just think that hip-hop's in trouble, and I think that Dre is, his energy is what people feel like hip-hop is missing, and that is why people like myself gave the entire album a listen. Because I was like, let me at least try to understand where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that led me to my second question. At what point in time, and I, I can't, I don't know if I can ask y'all to. I feel like I can ask you, but this is really for people watching. At what point in time in Outkast's career did Andre separate himself that much from Big Boy? Like, at what moment was it? Because Southern Player listed Cadillac Funky Music, nigga, they was neck and neck. I think Idlewild, you could start, start telling Nah, that. it was before Idlewild. No, but I think Idlewild was like really the time where you, you seen like he was like, because even it, the visual. Yeah, but, but Idlewild still came after the 10 times platinum album. True. And I think 80% of the so buyers. You separate, well, you 80% separate of the buyers from that album probably was buying this one streaming days, by the way. So if it was streaming, we could know who was so getting so the most attention. Separate itself as far as like. And separate itself as far as that in much important as an artist. Like the fact that Andre three thousand. I'm not gonna lie to you. The reason I say Idlewild is because even if you look at the movie Idlewild, Andre, like you can see how artistic he was in Idlewild. Like, yeah, but that can, didn't separate him as a rapper. No, but, I'm saying, said, but his character, like his in the in his in the in the, the, the origin of, of Andre. Hey, but I'm saying we did this show called the Atlanta Commission, and Big Boy and Andre are both on the list mm-hmm. in the top fifteen. Dre is number one, and Big Boy is like thirteen. I'm saying, what, at what point in time in history, in Outkast career, music career, did we say Dre is that much more superior? I think I know what the answer is for me, because I was, I was thinking about this the at the below. house. No, no, not the love below. No, I think that at that moment, they was te- that was it. I think it was, as an Outkast fan, I think it was Dre's verse on Goody Mob's thought process. Okay. Where he says, now as an outcast, I was born, wasn't warned of the harm that will come to meet me like my life yet. But like, so I think about that verse, mm-hmm. and I think the other verse that separated him was this verse on, um, on the AT Aliens album. Because you got to remember, I was raised by outcasts. So I'm, I, even me, I'm like, when the fuck did, because it's not, it's not like we don't love Big Boy. But I think we love, like, we love Big, I, but, but it's I, just. At what point in time? And I think it was. I think it's beyond. I think it's beyond the lyrics, though. Like that's why I say, like for for me, like the 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 overall aura and the star when he did Life and Day of Benjamin. Um, like did Idlewild come before or after Quimina? After his verse on this, his verse on Babylon. This is the first time out anybody from the South that I know of got a hip hop quotable on the Source magazine, and that was a big deal. That's fair. That's fair. But this verse. That's fair. Big bitches, they say they need that. They shake their fanny in the ass club. Or the other route, turn the other route. I think this verse was the verse that made, because something happened. 
Like we know what happened for Buster Rhymes. When I mean, Buster Rhymes left leaders too, of, and when Buster Rhymes left leaders of the new school, y'all know what he did, right? But you also got to so you also got to account for Big Boy's never been in a public relationship. Bro, Dre was with that. Dre don't have with, nothing to do no, with it. No, it does, bro. Because no. he he was dating Erica Badu. Who cares? That's some like so is Jay like Jay Electronica. Even, we don't give a fuck, no. But but I'm saying like but but even so you talk about lyricists, people still have Jay Electronica in their top twenty lyrics. lyrics. No, he is a great top twenty. But I'm saying. I don't think no one's putting him in their top 20 lyricists because he was fucking Erica Badu. No, but I'm saying, but that, that, that dynamic, that, how dope that dynamic was, it helped build up. Like, if you think about the character of, of Andre 3000, Mr. Benjamin, you think about the character of who he is. Like, literally, Fonsworth Bentley came because of Andre 3000. Like, that idea. that You're, still, you're, you're so, still missing. I'm speaking about a musical point. But uh, you, have to, you have to tie all of it in. I'm not talking about at what point in time did it become clear that Andre was that much more superior? Now I do believe that I do believe that Speakerbox Love Below album was the motherfucking. I believe that that was sixty to hundred. Okay, but there was a one to forty. Okay, because remember, Big Boy was dropping a solo album called Speakerbox, and then Andre was like, "I'm not sure." And then Andre dropped the album, and then here comes Hey Y'all, and then they win Grammy of the uh, album of the year for I'm the not Grammys. Gonna I'm gonna keep referencing my, my reference point for where I, where I realized he was just so much. Tell more me as a fan where you said I think I like Big Boy better than I like Drake. Do you like Drake better than Big Boy? Chronometro- as do you think Drake is better than Big Chronometro- Boy? Chronometrophobia. When he made the record, Chronometrophobia, he said it literally means the fear of clock, the fear of time. And he made a song that that literally the whole essence of it is talking about how I don't live in this confines of time. I don't understand like so. When he said the fear of clocks, the fear of time. Chronometrophobia. I was like, yo, this nigga is in light years ahead of like big so boy. When you heard that word, that, that, you that, said that he's better than big boy. Absolutely. I'm gonna say it. So that one word made you feel he's better than big boy. Bro, because the, 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 whole con- the concept, the concept of the song, like Not literally because that's a dope. What about you? I think I think what it is. No, do you think Andre is better than you, No, I'm asking very I'm very asking. I, I enjoy Andre more than I enjoy on big At what moment did you did you realize album for me? I told it to Janae. I said a criminal album to me is Outcast's worst album. No. Mm. no. Can I tell you why? Whoa. It's the worst album Outcast ever put out. You wanna tell you why? It was the first album that they made where they was trying to get respect from other regions. Okay. Southern Playalistic, Cadillac Funky Music was all about the South. AT Aliens, AT Aliens, we know what that's about. Right. And then here comes Equimini. And they got five mics on the source for Equimini. That was awesome. And guess what? Who was on their first single? Slick Rick. Who was on the other first single? That's hard. Raekwon. That's hard. That's my point. It was them trying to get another audience. But I, I don't feel like matter of like, fact, can you see a can you see a blue or come join? I don't feel like they was like like out of like ask too, too out of pocket though. Like it still sounded good. That's that's a great album, bro. Tell them we talk about Outcast. You might not want to talk about. It. I don't know. That's that's a, I have that's a, a great though. album. As a as an artist, I didn't say it wasn't a bad album. I just said it wasn't. It was, it was their worst album. That doesn't even mean it's whole, bad. It's yeah, this is their worst. Quemini is the only album that Outcast has that I do not listen to and don't care to listen to. The only record on the Quemini, like they had some good songs, like artist. But for me, it being an Atlantan, that was a. We knew they were reaching for New York. But we always talk about artists having. I'm not, I'm, mind you, I'm not saying that it wasn't a smart move. Okay. It was a smart move. They just proved it to me. Right. Two guys not from Atlanta was like, Equimini. Right. So if you talk person. to an Atlantan, mm-hmm. I, only song I know they had that was Atlanta was, uh-huh, hush that fuzz. Yeah. Everybody get to the back. Of, that was Equimini. 
that was the only song that we was, and we love artist storytelling, but it was Slick Rick, and then here comes the record with Raekwon. Like, come on, bro. Like, no, like y'all made that for New York, bro. Like, that was in New York. We, y'all, we know what y'all did for that. We know what y'all did for that, but, Look at this but I'm still asking, so for you it was what? Equimina album. And for you it was? Chronometrophobia. Do you think Dre is better than Okay, cool. For me, it was Babylon verse and because I'm like I said, I, I keep putting like, and I, it's hard for me. Like this is just a thing that I do. It's hard for me to separate the character that you that you persona you built because Idlewall just showed me like he was so much more artistic. But that's who he was then. Advanced when he rapped on Southern Playlistic. Because let's be clear, my favorite out song on that is Southern Playlistic for California Music, and Big Boy stomped on him. Well, it's the M.I. Crooked Letter coming about the South. Like, Big Boy. Because let me tell you nothing. Big Boy had, I think Andre, I think it was the AT Aliens album. And I think it was when he started wearing that thing on his head. Well, Big Boy also couldn't make a day in the life of Benjamin. He couldn't make that. I mean, that, that was, that, by, that by that time, was, we already knew Dre was But that's all by itself, too. Because like, Big Boy is dope. Nigga, I'm cooler than the polar bear's toenails. Oh, hell, here you go again talking that pimp shit. But, like, he ain't, he's ill, but it's like. I only ask you that because I'm like, Big Boy dropped the album recently, and I don't think Big Boy dropped the album recently. I heard, and matter of fact, can you look it up? Yeah. He dropped the album recently that I heard, and I don't recall anyone giving it this much fanfare. So it's kind of like, damn, like we love Dre that much that we gonna listen to a flute album from him compared to listening to y'all other dudes rap. When did he get that much but love? Also, That's also, all I'm asking. Well, like on, okay, for I'll you, I give you another great example. So Metro Boomin had the Metro just had the. The future party, right? Metro was like they were playing future, and Metro say? was like, "Oh, y'all didn't know, okay? Y'all didn't know Andre played the flutes with this, like, so it's like it's just, it's just the oh, aura." Mask off shit. Yeah, he was like, he was like, "Oh, I I meant to tell y'all, Dre played the flutes on this." Okay, so and hold on, hold on. He we got so we got so, slide. Somebody got to get Jack get up, slide over. We got to get him, Mike. We got we no slide over that way, Jack. We about to bring in Blue Williams, who managed the famous Outcast from beginning to Grammy winning of the album. I gotta ask you a question, Blue, if you don't mind answering. Uh-oh, I'm, I'm uh-oh. asking a simple question. Well, Jack, start over here. Jack, start over here. Let Blue sit in the middle. I gotta ask Blue. You, Blue. I just gotta ask you a question, and then you can answer this because you actually had a bird's eye view from what happened with Outcast. That's my point. That's what I want to ask him. This is the benefit of the God Show. We got Outcast. Do that built-in from Southern Playlistic all the way to the speaker box level below. Blue was on the stage with them when they won Grammy of the Year, Album of the Year. He was on the stage with them. Blue. At what moment in time? Because we really talking about like how Andre sold twenty four thousand copies. Didn't Big Boy recently drop an album? Um, like in yeah, the last, last year. year yeah. Okay, did it do anything I, I there? Twenty four thousand. Okay, so my point is, I'm saying is that Andre is that much superior to us that we love him so much that we are twenty four thousand. He had in consumption of album sales to listen to a flute album where we knew we weren't going to hear his voice. For all we know, he didn't even play the shit. Just being honest, right? He could have just put his name on it. But here's the point. At what moment in Outkast's career did you start noticing that Andre was getting way more fanfare than Big from fans and things of that nature? Or did you ever see it? No, no, I think you you saw it. There's just a natural... I mean, Dre had a certain sex symbol appeal to him, even from... Forgot about that, see? Dre Dre took off his shirt, and we knew we got everybody's attention. So there's a certain sex appeal that Dre just is always natural. But we love Dre, though. We no, hit me out though. But here's what I'm saying: the blue. We I was I was a kid, bro. I love Outkast. They raised us. We love Dre for that reason. Well, 
he had the shirt off. That wasn't it. But I'm saying we love Dre and we love Big the same. Southern playlists of Cadillac Funky Music. Southern playlists of Cadillac Funky Music. I don't think people were saying Dre was that more superior. No, so I don't think it was. I think it was the AT Aliens album when he started wearing the turban. And I think it was his verse that he put on Babylon. Who was he dating during ATL? I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you, it was the aura of what he was doing too. Like, yeah, Dre was dating Erica, um, and he was expanding and, and, and growing up. And organized noise had less of an influence, and you started to get more outcast influence in the music. And that's what and separated them. Chances. And so you started to see an elevation. I think that, that the, like, People underestimate the need for Big Boy in Outkast. Outkast doesn't work without Big Boy because if Dre is just doing what he was doing, you, people are like, wait, what is that? Or what's going on? Or he's being weird. It's like we as black people are not always the most accepting of change. So Big Boy with his A-Town hats on, always repping Atlanta, always shouting out Atlanta, always being real, always being a person you would see around town, places, stuff like that, was necessary for I, by the way, I agree. Everything you're saying, we agree. I'm asking, though, at what musical moment did you start noticing, like, like I managed two brothers. There's no C. I managed two brothers. And it was like, they was always that. But it was a point in time where I saw Tehran taking it way more serious. Because, and to the point where he was like, yeah, I'm going to go in a room with people that, uh, that don't, that don't, well, he would go in the room with people who aren't the kindest to him, right? And, but he did it because he was like, well, he going to make me better. And Timothy was like, fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. So I'm saying I seen the moment where it was like, Timothy was like, nigga, I'm not tap dancing for these niggas. And Teron was like, I'll do it if it's going to make me better. And, and, and it turned out. So I'm, I'm asking you, it was there a musical moment where even you was in the studio and you was like, oh, man, like, big, you don't want to. Do another verse on there, man, because I don't know how people gonna respond when. Um, no, there was never a musical moment where I felt like it. When we started doing photo shoots for the Quermini and, and moving forward, you started to Dre's expression started to be so noticeable. That's where the separation. Where music, you from? It always fit. Me, I'm from the Bronx, New York. Okay, cool. What album did he say, y'all? What did I say, y'all? Equemini was the only... Equemini was my least favorite Outkast album by far. Jesus Christ. And the reason why is because... Here's why. The reason why was because it was the first album as an Atlantan. That might be their best album. No, it's not their their best album. No, it's not. No, it is not. Equemini is not even in the top three Outkast album. What? All right, let's order top three. Southern playlist of Cadillac Funky Music. It's not number one. Wait, let Ray do his, and then you could do yours. Okay, go ahead, do yours. Go ahead, go ahead. The best three Outkast albums are Southern Play, and I'm not in the order. Southern Playlistic Cadillac Funky Music, AT Aliens. AT Aliens is probably their best album because it was the shortest. It only had 12 songs on it. AT Aliens, and then the third one is to me is a tie between Speaker Box Love Below. But if I had to pick one, I'm gonna say um, the album with um, Bombs Over Baghdad, uh, Stankonia. Nah, Ray. Ray, Ray, Ray. Equimini. Love Below Speaker Box, then um, uh, AT Alien. Stankonia, Cormanai, um, Stankonia, Cormanai, AT Aliens. I'm going to say, um, for me, Cormanai, Speaker Box, and Stankonia. 
By the way, well, for everybody, here's here, something for everybody watching at home. I want y'all to understand something. Here's why when you drop your music, you got to be intentional. Because as an Atlantan, you got to remember, when that motherfucker said on AT Aliens, um, when he said, Old National got skanks. Mm-hmm. Nigga, I was on Old National. <laughs> Couldn't tell her. I don't give a fuck what he said. We was, I'll never forget riding in my boy Red Car, leaving the Banneker High School Tri-Cities game. We just won and we riding listening to fucking, yeah, nigga, East Point, smoke some dank, College Park in the house. I don't even think they said nothing about Atlanta on Quillin <laughs> I'd like to point something out. Except and for Morris Brown. No, this is necessary, though, because I think Atlanteans like to kind of ATLians. rewrite ATLians like to rewrite history. <laughs> I factually can tell you that Atlanta was not even a top three market for Alka's first two albums. Atlanta for all of the all of the love that you all It was Carolinas. Have. No. Who was it? It was Chicago, oh. Oakland, Bay Area. Those were our top two markets by far. Atlanta became, which is very Atlantish. Became he's bullshit. Bigger, I don't know what he's talking about. He might exactly be talking about. Talking listen about. to me. Y'all became bigger out Tamara, Tamara, when big Tamara. Me, I, when big boy and when big boy repped Atlanta so hard, he was the first person that you kind of really, really saw out there repping Atlanta he was. everywhere. And when Dre y'all said the South had something to say, then y'all jump. That's but a let's but, not front. How you? I was watching those I'm awards. I'm to tell you the numbers. Fourteen years old. The numbers. Outcast wins, and then Dre got stopped. Say the South got something to say, and me and all my niggas for fifteen was like, hell yeah, we fucking glad that, bro. Shut up, son. You cannot tell. See, this I mean, is, but he got he, so he gave us the numbers. He's giving up. Listen, numbers lie. lie. Numbers, numbers also lie. lie. <laughs> numbers, numbers, lie. numbers also lie. lie. Numbers, numbers also <laughs> lie. Numbers, right. numbers, lie. Numbers lie now. Right. But yeah. back when we were selling eat. physical CDs, numbers, numbers didn't lie. Chicago, which has probably San Francisco, what's the, what's the po- area. So look blue, at the population blue, of Chicago blue. right now, you, and look at the right. population of San Francisco and the Bay collectively. They probably got Atlanta has four million people today. Right. I told you. Yeah, a million and a half from New York during the pandemic. What is the point? No, no, like six million now. A million and a half from New York. Oh, look, blue. So I was told Ray, because he asked about what, what musical point that we thought that it, it actually changed. I told him, I said, this is a little left field, but I think Idlewild, because Idlewild showed you how much of a artistic and so far advanced Dre was in a different space. I need some Atlanta people. We got to do an Atlanta show. Here's outcast. what I would say, and I would leave it alone, even on the Dre, why I think Dre sold more records or sold the number of records he sold. Outcast is the only group in history. I've said this many times. I will continue to Talk say this. Don't prove me wrong. Outcast is the only group in history that sold more records each album. Look it up, argue it, call me, argue with your mother. The reality is every album outcast sold more records. No one does that. People come out, they have a great album, they fall off, they have an okay album, they go up, then they go back down. Every record went up. What that says and what that means and what made the guys great was that outcast fans gave them a breath. Who's outcast chances. fans? And then when we lose when you do lose fans because Me. there's people that are on Southern Playlistic that love Southern Playlistic that hated Aquaman Eye and there's people that there's love a, the uh, me that didn't like but the there's crumb, no one that loves Southern Playlistic that doesn't like the AT Aliens that was the natural but, growth but taking the chances when you drop an album like Stankonia when when every single sounds different when your first single off of every album sounds different than anything else you even heard not just what was on last album but sounds different the fans have given them a creative breath. To take chances. Mm-hmm. So those that want to stay in a narrow-minded space, 
expect that as artists, they can only rap and they can only do this. We keep our artists in boxes. Dre is a musician. He's creative and he has things that he wants to get out. So if an album of flute playing is jamming or has the same vibe that he's been giving us from other projects, his fans were open enough to do it where other people's fans may not have even been open enough to pick it up. And I think that's why he did the numbers that he did. And I'm seeing the comments and I'm listening. People get a vibe with the project, even though it's a flute, you still get a vibe with it. It's a Zen vibe or whatever, (laughs) but people also tired of, of what they're getting from some of their favorite rappers that are busy trying to recreate the same magic they had on the last album, or they talking about shit you don't believe anymore. No rapper survives success except Drake and Jay, where they're continually able to keep digging in and making great raps. That's why you don't hear records from M like that anymore. Like great, a lot, most artists, the drive that makes them great is the hunger. But most artists, when that hunger gets fed, they don't know what to do. So they either keep faking it until they fall off or they just stop putting out projects or whatever. Dre, instead of giving you something that you might not have liked or hated or he didn't feel the subject matter, but had some music and creativity get out, gave you a record full of the flutes and people supported him. And maybe he will inspire some other artists to be like, you know what? I want to do this. And maybe we'll give them. If Roddy Rich Rich did a piano or did a a, a, a album of him playing the piano and doing rap ballads, that shit would go insane. Let me say another thing. It was another important thing Dre did. What was the album, guys? It was a what album what instrument was he using? Flute. Flute. For the last four years, if you spotted Dre, he was walking around with a flute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was setting up for the album. We gave him a chance just because we saw the flute everywhere he fucking went. Connectivity. I just had to put that out there. No, it's this. I just I want to make it known for the record that imagine me, someone from Atlanta, arguing with Don Vito from Indiana about what Indiana feels. Only New Yorkers would sit at a table with an Atlantan. I was there when Outcast started. Andre's girlfriend, and when y'all started, Andre's girlfriend, when y'all started, was a girl named Shaba. Remember mm-hmm. Shaba? Yeah. I went to high school with Shaba. Mm-hmm. Like, this was. No, no. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm being honest. I'm saying, Shaba is, I went to high school with. Mm-hmm. Bro, Outcast was ours. The only time that they felt like they wasn't, wasn't ours. The only time they, only time that they felt like you said what? <laughs> I said we just wasn't buying the album. They were yours, but we, y'all wasn't supporting them in the dollars. No, no, we we probably didn't have the, enough people to buy albums to make a debt, but no, we were supporting didn't. them. Nigga, when Outkast okay. came to Banneker High School in 1994, with the afros, was, nigga, yes. I was that shit was in. I got an album for them? Christmas. What was the you want with them? I get it. Here's what, here's what I'm saying. I'm, 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 I'm tired of Atlanta, Atlanta <gasps> people with this Atlanta thing, right? Excuse me, can I have silence? I'd like to point out something that, again, y'all can correct me. I can come back on and do it. The biggest artists in Atlanta history, especially in hip-hop, have all been managed by people from someplace else. J.D.'s father, Michael Malden, who wouldn't have to take responsibility, is from Boston. Ludacris, managed by Shock and Jeff, New York. Me, Outkast, Youngbloods, New York. Coach, Indianapolis. So when y'all try and play well, Ebony, this, Ebony from here. Nah, Ray fight that. Did you can okay. So so Jeter's from Jersey. So yes, from there are exceptions sprinkled, but the biggest have been from someplace else managing the talent 
that Atlanta produces. So please stop. I agree we, with we that. Aren't, but then please stop that. We aren't able to speak from Atlanta perspective. We came. Down I didn't say that. No, no, no. I didn't say. I didn't say that. I'm saying y'all can speak from Atlanta perspective. But when you speak to Atlantans, that's what I was saying. It's like at that point, it's like I was there. Now you was in the car, but I was a part of the fandom. <laughs> You was in the car with them niggas, but I was outside waving, and as y'all rolled by, we was all talking about him. Like, man, Dre is amazing, man. Like, I'm telling you, as a fan, and as a fan, I remember when that moment when they separated, and it was like, hold the fuck up. This nigga Dre is ill. Like, we, we always liked him, but this nigga is different, and he was so different. And let's be clear, if Atlanta doesn't accept his difference, it doesn't work. Wait, what? If Atlanta, what? If Atlanta doesn't accept his difference, it doesn't work. No, if New York doesn't accept him being different, it doesn't work because New York media was controlling everything at the time. So if New York, if I'm not able to convince New York radio, convince the New York magazines to put outcasts on covers and fight to get them on the source and all that stuff, it doesn't work. Atlanta agrees, but 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 but, but, but how, exactly. But how do you approach the source and all those guys? I know you don't think that they're important up here yet, but they the shit in Atlanta. No, I'm trying to tell you the first couple of arguments when we had to get a source cover stuff was, dude, stop acting like it's just Atlanta. Look at the Bay Area. Look at Chicago. Ain't that look what I just Detroit. said? No, you say it's trying to no. When I'm walking in those rooms, they're trying to tell me that it's just Atlanta and Miami. Understand, New York at the time. Looked at all that shit was the South. Anything South of Virginia and D.C. was all the South does. Niggas didn't really differentiate Atlanta <laughs> from Miami to Memphis. That shit wasn't how New, New York niggas. New York oh, yeah, okay, cool, yeah. All that shit was just South of D.C. was its own shit. And I'm just saying as a New Yorker that had to walk into rooms and argue for outcasts to get their shots and their looks, that in the early first two albums, some of my winning points were, look, the Bay Area numbers are crazy. Look at Chicago. The numbers are crazy. By the time Big had old, had that, super represented. That was a pillar, right? Yeah. Those are pillars you laying down, right? Yes. What's the bottom pillar? No, I'm trying to tell you. The bottom pillar was the Bay Area No, no, that's not the bottom pillar. You just you. said, I was telling them. Because they. I, you just, Tamara, did he not just say, I was telling them it's not just Atlanta. Because they weren't giving Atlanta that's credit my, that's for my, it. But that's, that's what but, I'm saying. But, but Atlanta never gave a fuck who gave us credit. I'm just saying it doesn't work if Atlanta, Atlanta doesn't support it. right now is because y'all have this chip on your shoulder because you cared about other people respecting your music. Stop. I don't agree. I don't agree. Oh, stop. Atlanta's biggest argument forever was nobody wanted to give us credit. Don't nobody. New York and LA don't respect us. Blah, blah, I see blah. That. I, but, I, but can I be honest with you though? I think yeah. that I think that's I think that's every city in America, not New York or LA. I think there's every city in America that says y'all don't see us. I'm pretty sure if you go to Gary, Indiana right now, and I stop on the corner and I say who rapping, they're gonna be like, man, nobody fuck with Gary, Indiana. But I'm gonna be the I'm one to make it out and mess with us. Anyway. Well, Michael Jackson. You said what? <laughs> Michael Jackson's from Gary. <laughs> Gary, Indiana. <laughs> you, I'm not. I've been, been to Gary. You know, I. Michael Jackson. On. Hold on, Michael Jackson yeah, from Gary. I'm the last thing out of Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Sorry, I'm not going there, Gary. I'm just hold on, hold on. But my point, here's my point. My point is, is that I understand. What, see, this is this is. Oh, by the way, this is a healthy argument. I love blue, so nobody think none of this. But I'm telling you, I'm motherfucking right. <laughs> blue went in them rooms and said, "It's not just Atlanta. The Bay fuck with them. The Chicago fuck with them. But Atlanta had to fuck with them for you to go in the room. Because if you could, if Atlanta wasn't fuck with them, you are gonna go in the room and say the Bay fucks with them in San Francisco and and, and Chicago, and they're gonna be like, what about their home state? Yeah, but what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying was, Atlanta fucking with them wasn't enough. Is what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Wasn't enough. 
it wasn't enough. It wasn't going to get us onto the covers. It wasn't going I to agree. get us things. I agree. So, uh, yes, there is a foundation. I'm not taking but I'm But I'm, on, but I'm only arguing the main pillar that has to be there <laughs> is Atlanta. Hold on, would you agree with that, Blue? I just want to know. I know you ain't come for the show. You got shit to do. But would you agree with that? The main pillar was Atlanta. Because I don't want to have problems in these streets right now. <laughs> I'm older. Young and by the way, by the way, by the way, Blue is a brilliant, brilliant New Yorker. And he answered the question like a brilliant New Yorker. But even though he said, I don't want no smoke, he knows for a motherfucking fact that I'm right. Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We love 50 Cent in Atlanta. But we ain't had to love him first. Nigga, you... No, everybody, Harlem, Dipset had to be, no one wants to, no one wants to celebrate a king if they city don't treat him like a king. You are correct. You are correct. All right, Blue Man, thanks. I know you guys should do it. I just had to get that. I agree. Am I dismissed? You you ain't dismissed. You can sit if you want. But thank you, everybody, give a Blue Outcast manager. We appreciate you. All right, man, let's go to the next subject. Right Thank you for that blue. That was amazing. Right for these here. You saw me winning, right? When I start winning, Juju did like this. No, 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 do that. Hold on. I should have been a lawyer. I can't argue with the source. I want to argue with Blue, but I don't want to do it now. I can't argue with the source. He was like, I can. He was in the car. I'm a source. Right. You said I'm a source. He said you was in the car. I'm a source, nigga. I was waving at you as you walking up the street, nigga. Hey, look at me. Look at us. Look at us, brother. If it we. Worship. It's two artists in Atlanta history that has got the most worship, and it's two very close ones. It's actually two very close ones. The number one two artists that got Atlanta's history is T.I. Outkast. The only other two that got just as much, but they had the whole everybody, Future and Jeezy. Those are only, nobody, nigga, Jeezy, Jeezy had f- clubs playing his music for 45 minutes straight in the South. That's because of no nigga. That's never happened before. Well, so I don't care what it is. If you come in with, BMF, if you come in with BMF, you throw a million dollars. Guess who else came in with BMF? Guess who else came in? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. He's wrong. You know he's wrong because BMF was coming in there pushing Blue Da Vinci. They still pick Jeezy, my nigga. Ray, BMF was, was not in South Carolina, but they was so running on. it in Atlanta. So, but you know, you know what really helped Jeezy out? Detroit. Detroit. Of course, I ain't arguing that. So I'm not. I'm said, not. Listen, I'm not arguing said. none of that. I'm telling you guys, as Atlantans, the fifth one that's coming up now is Lil Baby. Those are the no five artists in Atlanta has been more loved by the city. I'm not talking about outside the city because then you got an artist like Ludacris who savage. gets love. Nah, not savage. Not savage. Atlanta. Atlanta. I don't know what it is about. Like I don't. Everybody I know in Atlanta. Loves Lil Baby And not only love him But talk about the nigga And here's the crazy part As big as he is He's way bigger than his music Yeah Jeezy and Future Music Was just as big as them I would say Savage Actually I would say Future Music was bigger than him Savage Savage is one Savage can fall in that Can definitely fit Savage is loved here But Savage don't He don't He don't He don't Care enough Savage doesn't He Savage is The thing I like about 21 Savage is that He's effortless He doesn't try He doesn't care to try He's going to be his motherfucking self. And that's why we love him. But what I'm talking about is Atlanta artists. Thug. Like, okay, yes. Thug, thug, but, but Thug still had, it was, it's, it's, it's on record, had enemies in Atlanta. So you still had YFN, Summer Hill niggas that probably had an issue with him. I'm saying Lil Baby gets love 
in the entire city from everybody in the entire city. That's rare. That, like Ludacris, I went to high school with Chris. Yeah. He didn't start getting love until he was big. And even when he got big, when he dropped that throw them bows thing, that wasn't Atlanta to us. That was, that was an Atlanta artist deliberately making music for a larger audience. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. But because I know how music is made and we all understand, you know when Outkast, what we knew as Atlantans, when Outkast did a Quimini and put Slick Rick on one record, and Raekwon on another yeah, record, they, they were trying <laughs> yeah, to up. No, I'm saying we. I'm a keeper. I'm fucking 16. Like, <laughs> nigga, I love Outkast. My why the fuck are they dropping? Why are they doing this? These New York, they trying to pill these New York niggas. We don't need them niggas. And then they got y'all. And then they came with Steak Onia. Came right back to us. When Dre was running on the bombs over bag that video, that's him running in Bowen Homes. Oh. Yeah, bro. That's what I'm be trying to tell y'all. It's it artists listening. It's all about intent. Nigga, it's intent. When Nelly came out with Down Down Baby video, nigga, he was under the most famous thing St. Louis had. You ain't got to ask me where I'm from. And he got on a St. Louis jersey. When Outkast came out, Dre had on a Atlanta jersey with a Kango on. Why wasn't Throwing Bowls a uh, South like, Cadillac grill? It sound real South to me. Like, that's why it worked. Because it sounds South to people that's not from the South. <laughs> Ray crazy. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, no, no. Pharrell. Oh. But for, that's what I'm saying. But like, and then it's like Southern music. Here's, here's another reason. The only thing Ludacris did, by the way, Ludacris is my nigga. No problem. But we talking. The only thing Ludacris did that made him not Southern to the South people was he rapped with a, a, a correct dialect. He rapped with a person. because he, he came from the he, radio. Cadillac grills, Cadillac meals. Check yeah, out yeah. The, all my Cadillac spills. Like he was trying. Like. Nigga T, I was like, I know a nigga don't like me, but he won't fight me. But, uh, but like, he's like, we know it. He ain't trying. He's just being a Southern nigga. Chris was enunciating his words, giving you energy. And I think that that's what made it hard. And because even when he had dope beat selection, because Chris, Ludacris's most famous Southern record is what, y'all? Should be easy. Fantasy? Oh, come on, man. Super no, no, or move, oh, oh, move, move to bit. Atlanta. Move, bitch. No, Get out the way. No, nigga. Move, bitch, is Ludacris' most southern But record. Fantasy was the one. Fantasy, fantasy broke first. him, but I'm saying fantasy. Ludacris, Move, bitch, was his most southern record. When you saw him at the Georgia Dome, when he's coming down at the Falcons game this weekend, what was he performing? Move, bitch. That's the most southern record he has. You think I should bring him out at the Super Bowl? I would. I don't know. I would. I mean, he should. Why wouldn't he? He's on Shaka, Shaka asked me, was I coming? Maybe that's why I, I'm going. I'm Shock, I want to roll with you as a plus one. I don't even need a seat. I don't, I, to be honest with you. Chris Brown. Nah. nah. Hell nah. I think it should be another ode to Atlanta. I think he should bring. Oh. He should just do a. He should. If I was, oh, Usher, I if I was Usher, I would just do the most Atlanta set I could do. I would bring out Ludacris on one on, on that. I would do fucking Lovers and Friends with Lil John. I would do anything that I can to make the most. Man, you don't. Now the Super Bowl is the only thing where you are the crowd. Okay. Beyonce, football people that listen. The NFL is the same people that turned on Colin Kaepernick because he, he was talking about equality for black people. You are, and the, no one is more pro black. The thing, the thing about Super more Bowl, women is more pro black than Beyonce. The, the thing about the Super and they let her perform. You set, your own, you set the show how you want to because they they're not paying you for this shit. So mm-hmm. you this is your show. You don't get paid for Super Bowl. So they this is your show. No, they no. say you don't. No. That's what I thought. Okay. See, you get paid. Your labels also pay for the production. 
Yeah, that's like an award show. I must, and then another thing, but too, they so the, I think the offset too, how they pay you, they'll pay you like how they did the last year with, with T-Mobile, like they did the the post the post show mm-hmm. with T-Mobile, and they're like, okay, this is gonna make up for what you were supposed to get paid. By the way, I want to make sure it's known I'm not so, saying nothing negative about Chris. Can I tell you why I say that? Because Chris, Brown, I mean, ludicrous. Because I saw him and he was like, "Man, we good." I'm like, "Yeah, we good." He yeah, was like, was "You was there, right?" We was in Miami. Yeah, and I was like, "Nigga, we mm-hmm. good." He was like. Cause we we cool. I'm going to high school with him. I'm like, you got no thing. But I'm my point is is that he just doesn't make southern main music. And Ti did, Jeezy did, Future did. Nigga, if you listen to Future March Madness, my nigga, that shit don't even sound like he's speaking in English. It took me a long time. To and everybody from New York. Nigga, a two hundred mile on the dad. Like that's how southern niggas rap. Ludacris was rapping like professional. Enunciating his words, and his I radio, think he's speaking in radio. I, I'm, I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just saying though, that to me is what made him. And he rapped fast. So a couple of cars, a couple of da 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 da. da he rapped fast, but that and we played it by the way, and we've supported it. But what about rollout? Dun, 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 dun. That was Timberland. That was a Southern. <laughs> so the producer got to be from the South too. No, thing, no, that's, that's not Southern. Rollout Southern. Blue has a question. Go ahead. No, he don't have to. We can go ahead. The, the South, South what? The South has, has had the spotlight for the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. In that 15 years, we can all agree that music has declined. No. Quality. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Fuck no. Juju, let him get his question out. The quality of lyrics and rapping or whatever has declined over those last 15 years. Is that because Southern speech is kind of lazy, and that's the, what you're talking about, mm-hmm. the way it goes, and that the rapping has become very lazy with it, and so that the quality of rap has gone down because the South has that control. I can't no. say that. Because uh, everything, everything, everything from North Carolina. Wait, no, I have, repeat the question. No, so, so, so what Blue is saying is, is that, so it's, it's a lot of objective opinions here. It's a lot of subjective opinions. So Blue is saying that the South ran it for the last 15 years, I would actually challenge you to say the last 25. I would say since like 97, 98. No, hell no. The question was, right. Hold on. Okay, so, but the question was, was that does, is the the laziness of the Southern accent, has that that played an effect on the quality of the music going down? And my answer. I say no, that shit cap. And the reason I say it's cap, I can name 10 artists right now from the South that are lyrical, that, that have literally changed the trajectory of what music looks like. You have Rick Ross, Miami. You have... T.I., Atlanta, you have um, J. Cole, North Carolina, you have Mystical. Uh, don't put his, don't say his name. Are y'all crazy? Yeah, are y'all crazy? He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, as a lyricist, are y'all crazy? He's a two-time rapist. I'm just saying he's a two-time convicted that racist. That, rapist, that, so doesn't take, that doesn't take away the fact that a man can rap. But I can't say R. Kelly, you, you can't say, jungle, you can't say you Mystical. Me, protect the bell. Like, stop playing with me. Like, stop playing. 
So, but like we, but we go down the line. So like, I wouldn't say that. If anything, I would say like, like we actually put flavor into the music because like nobody would hear that boom bap pop pop shit. Hold on, hit me out. Let's be honest. Hit me out. Hit me out. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me. Let's be honest. Blue, you a side in? You a side in? Blue, you want to get the conversation? Nobody would hear that boom bap bullshit. Nobody would say something. I want to say something. He can talk about boom. He can talk about boom bap. I want to say this to answer Blue's question. Yes, I do think that. I, I think that in any world, you're going to have a, the top caviar, caviar, like the people who are like the most premium, which is who you name, Luda, T.I., you know. Uh, Mind you, even, hold on, but before you go there, get there. Yo, one of y'all favorite lyricists is from New York, Biggie. Biggie came down here, hung out in the South with Dre and, and what's the name? Yeah, you got to. Biggie went from party and bullshit. He went from party and bullshit to now. Oh, now I'm listen, listen, are you crazy, Blue? Are you crazy? Come on, Blue. He went from party oh, and bullshit and party. Wait a minute. Yeah. Now, wait a yeah. minute. Hold on. Wait, wait, let's get into it. No, let's get into this. Biggie, 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 went, Biggie came out here. He came out here in a big ass. Hold on. Picnic. He can't, he can't, yeah, he picnic. can't, he can't not hit the picnic, hold on, he, nah, he can't not, he can't not hit the picnic, he can't not hit with the picnic, I, I, with I, the, I, with the jean, the jean, the jean jacket, jean pants, he went back up there with a fucking, with a, with a fucking mink coat on, and he said, oh, this one was for real, we nah, were, he, was, was he went back on some real player shit, he went back to New York on some real player shit, cause he seen what was listen, 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 let's not even do that, let's not do that, so what you're gonna say is, and in one breath, you believe Pac when he says Biggie stole his style, or you're saying that Atlanta gave Biggie style. What's the, okay, I'm gonna I'm 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 give you one even better. What's 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 Pac and Biggie's most famous picture? Them together at Morehouse, man. Stop fucking playing on me. They came to Atlanta. With Marlon Wayans? With Marlon Wayans in the background? That's, they, in that's that Morehouse. That's Morehouse homecoming. Was, Stop fucking playing on me. Morehouse. That's why they were in Atlanta. Excuse me. Excuse me. Back then, because I happened to be walking around. Like, okay. I was outside. Hey, look. Hey, I was outside waving. I was waving though. Look, blue. Yep. I was leaning on the window. <laughs> <laughs> now, go ahead, go ahead. Blue. Blue. I'll be with him one day. I was. I was big gift. <laughs> big gift from Goody Bob. Yep. Absolutely. Fashionable. Yep. Killer then B. Give me somebody else. Killer B. Killer B from from. Uh, Didn't nobody know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, listen. Hold on, hold on. Juju, Juju, Juju. He doesn't. He wasn't influencing Dr- Big or Pox dressing. But Juju, I see. This is the CeeLo. This is the. Again, CeeLo, Gip, they had flavor. That was not what ATL was known for. That somebody Diddy brought Biggie down here for a reason. He brought him to Atlanta for a reason. So Atlanta was paying him to bring Biggie and Bad Boy down there to to see what Atlanta was doing. No, to make the picnic more relevant because at the time, I'm telling you, I'm in rooms. This is not an argument you're going to win. Biggie and Pac were down here. To, I mean, Biggie and, and, and Bad Boy were down here for the picnic because L.A. sitting up in the gilded cage thought that, yo, Bad Boy's hot. They'll come down here. It'll bring more attention to it. whoop de whoop whoop Them niggas did not come so down you here refer, to go shopping. You refer, and then hold, turn on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Blue, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Blue, blue, hear me out, hear me out. You're referring to a picnic. I'm referring to they came down here for homecoming in particular because they did it at they did it at Forbes Arena they did it at Forbes Arena at Morehouse College where Biggie is literally in a Morehouse T-shirt. So what? Throwing the middle pocket throwing the middle. Hold on, Howard T-shirt. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. As a culture referee, but as a culture as a culture. But I will say, but I will say, hold on. I will say, I will say, and this is this is not even trying to be funny. Anything. If you want a record to break, the biggest diaspora of black culture. 
a black culture across any, 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 no school can ever fuck with it. The AUC has the most diaspora of any culture in the entire fucking world for black people. Because you have the most, you have the most influential black, like literally. I said to say, yeah, the picnic, they're talking about that picnic shit all cool. There's no picnic now. Homecoming's still going on. But here's the fact though. Homecoming's still happening. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Let me get, let me. Spellhouse, hold up. It's Spellhouse. Whose homecoming is bigger, Spellhouse or Howard? Spellhouse. Don't even try to play with me. Don't even play with me. No, Spellhouse. Thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Y'all come here. Y'all come Spellhouse. 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 Homecoming is bigger than Howard. Can we get a Google search? Can we get a Google search? Yes. It's like, hold on. It's like 51 to 49. It's like 51 to 49. It's close, by the way. I might, I'd have been to Howard Homecoming. I'd have been to Howard Homecoming. That's cute. Thank it's you. cute. But y'all in DC about them. Thank you. So let me tell you the difference. Let me tell you the difference. When y'all have, when y'all have Homecoming, it's Howard. We have Homecoming, it's Spellhouse and Clark Atlanta and Morris Brown. And so Howard, it is a. We can do all of them combined. No, the fuck? No, it's not. Really Howard is like 8,000 students. Thank you. Can I hold on? That doesn't mean it's not bigger though. He's he's saying what you. Back to what you want we to say. shut down Atlanta. Hold on. We literally shut down Atlanta. I think you're gonna make. I'm 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 gonna make. Y'all don't shut down Juju. 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 Let me let me let me make a point. I gotta make a point, y'all. Let me make a point. Let me make a point. Yeah, go ahead. Let me. Here's the point. The point is this: is that for any artist, any artist that is in a region, I don't want to say regional because that comes off offensive. Outcast Atlanta, Biggie New York, Rick Ross Miami. For any artist that was in a region, for them to break out, they naturally have to appeal to a larger audience than the region. Which means that if you're T.I., you got to do bring them out, bring them out. Because it's a Jay-Z sample to make New York fuck with us. It's also Outkast has to do a Quemini album. And then Ross has to do what he does. And Nori has to do what he does. And Jay-Z and, and Jay-Z. But let's be clear, though. Every artist that embraced the South became the biggest artist in the world. Not every artist that embraced New York. Now, I, you wanna, let's talk about it because let's be clear. Let's look at it. Drake. Drake was rapping like Drake's lived this, in Atlanta. <laughs> and then Drake, Drake came to Texas and saw how they was talking. And he went from rapping like, let me tell you about this girl. Da, 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 da. And then he went from that to like, he went from that to like, you're the best. I give you a better one. Best air thing. I give you a better one. DeVito, say, DeVito like, who's the one of the biggest Afrobeat artists in the world. He started lived in here, Atlanta. Broke here. Fall, fall yeah, broke in Atlanta. Me, excuse me. Let's, first of all. What we're not going to do is we're not going to get off of the absurdity that you started this with. So we're going to circle back. If you ever in your life again say that, especially in the 90s, that Atlanta influenced Biggie and them's wares. First of all, I've been in Atlanta for 30 years. You tell me who in Atlanta is Dapper Dan. Who person in Atlanta has had more of an influence on hip-hop and culture, culture. and dapper. Nobody Damn. in Atlanta's wearing that tacky Andre shit. Andre 3000. Was, was that shit was tacky. Andre 3000. Nobody was wearing that. That shit was tacky. You're wilding. That, You're wilding. The, the Andre 3000. The, 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 the whole Louis Vuitton fit was tacky. I'll give you that. That shit is tacky. Andre 3000. Nobody sold more t-shirts in hip-hop history than the Snowman t-shirt. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so wait. This is what we're comparing. This is what we're comparing. We're comparing. Wait, wait. So we're putting t-shirts. Let me just we're putting influence. We're, no, no, we're, no. We're talking first of all. We, he Everybody went into fashion. I'm saying me, nigga. We made white tees famous. We made white tees famous. T-shirts. We made white tees famous. T-shirts. A St. Louis nigga made Air Force Ones are famous. Why they don't give him props for that? We've been wearing. Cameron was wearing hers 
What is that? What is that? Long Beach. That's my that's my Air Force One. That's my Air Force One. It's not cold enough in Atlanta. First of all, first of all, let's start this. Let's start here. Let's start here. Let's start here. Let's start here. The world did not start wearing Air Force Ones like they did till Nelly. You're crazy. The world, not New York. That's not New York. I will use the word cap. Not New York. Niggas was calling it. Hold up. Watch out. What y'all call it? What y'all call it, Tamara? Uptown. Oh, exactly. Glad y'all said that. I'm glad. Uptowns. Go ahead. You're okay. Right. Uptowns is uh-huh. what New Yorkers call those sneakers. The rest of the country calls them Air Force Ones. Nobody calls them Uptowns, not even New Yorkers anymore. That's because Nelly made a song called Air Force Ones. But that doesn't mean we weren't already rocking them. You're, you're conflating I said the rest things. of the world, huh? The song made them popular for people to call not them. Queens. But not Queens. Not Queens. I'm just fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. I'm just, I'm going to leave it on. I'm, my only thing was. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll give, I give y'all a pellet. I, I got to jump in. I got to jump in. I got to jump in. Because Jack just pissed me off. <laughs> talking on his breath. And he backed up something Blue said. Blue had a very important fact that I want to acknowledge on his show that's very important. Is that new artists from Atlanta all were repped by someone from another region. The reason why was because at that time, the region the people in the other regions can go in the room and get deals done like we couldn't or get the better deal done. That's why a lot of black teams have a Jewish lawyer in their team because they understand the deals. So, of course, you're going to have a New York manager or a West Coast manager because they understand the business. But let's be clear. Since the gatekeeping stopped, who is Thug managed by? Thug, well, Thug managed himself. Ebony. Gunner's managed by Ebony. Fucking Baby Savage is managed is by, managed by, by Measy. We don't need no New Yorkers no more. LVR is so, so, all Atlanta. All, all Atlanta. So we had to do. Summer Walker. We had to get new. So he said, because Jack said, Nelly, Kuda Love put Nelly on. That's true. But that's when you had to find a Cootie Love if you was Nelly, because you needed a New Yorker to go to the New Yorkers that cut the check and said, this is important. That's why. So they're bigger. Well, we, so then let's go to this point of it. Like, it's not just about getting on. And again, Yes, you eventually, after a 10-year run of New Yorker and other people guiding y'all to the promised land, eventually some of you are going to figure out how to do it. And guess I'm what? Not even making it and as an Atlantan, I'm going to proudly is, say my point thank is, you. My point no, blue. Is, thank you. Is that, thank you for being the blueprint. Oh, no, thank you. Thank I you. I could lend my assistance. But my point <laughs> is... No, there can't be no but after the thank you. We got to end there. The thank you is the closing argument. Thank you. Cool. But, nigga, you still want to argue with me. I'm, say, I'm, I'm saying... I'm not arguing with you. No, I'm just being... This Biggie came down here and learned how to dress has really irked my soul. Other than that, I'm All I'm going to say is that nigga had a scully on, some black, the big black love boots on. Where? Come on, But listen, when in the history of, of mankind has a New York nigga tried to dress like an Atlanta nigga? When you know what I mean, niggas try to dress like Future and Thug. No, no. knock it off. Are y'all crazy? Knock it off. I'm so tired of y'all, motherfuckers. I'm so nobody never knock it off. I never in my life have I heard a letter nigga say I'm gonna get a Pele Pele. Never in my life. It's not. Hell no. Never in my life has a never in my life has a letter nigga say hey. I got to make sure I get the beef and broccolis this year. No, y'all we don't give a fuck. Y'all we wear Tim's because I... We wear... Y'all wear Tim's. Y'all don't lace y'all don't lace y'all shoes the way we don't Come lace on. our shoes. Y'all wear y'all Tim's the way we wear our Tim's. Don't do that. Y'all Man, don't all I'm going to say is... I want all I'm going to say is... But, but, but see, I, I feel like you can't even really... No, I'm trying to make sure the mic okay. moves to... You can't even really say that because... Yeah, I was trying to push him. I mean, I'm like trying you, to... I'm trying to... You're someone that lives in Atlanta. Nigga, do like this to me. Push me. Yeah, a Atlanta transplant, but you're not actually an Atlanta person. I've been here twenty. 
That doesn't mean anything. I've been here. I, I went to high school here. That doesn't mean anything. No, if you went to high school, hold on. I went to high school. Like I, I went through my adolescent years here. Went my, went I went to here. puberty here. Bro, let me tell y'all something. This show, this show, this show proves that we still got a lot of work to do to be together. But I will say this. As a person that has lived in New York and was born there for a, a, a short amount of time and lived in Atlanta way more, I will say that there ha- there has to be a, a, a what's the word a hybrid of different styles to make it, or you got to be from New York and just be super complicated like the Wu Tang, and then people will crown you geniuses because they don't understand you. Why do you feel like they're complicated? Do you feel like Wu Tang is complicated? No, rap a verse. Uh, well, we know how that's gonna go. We don't even got, we don't even have. No, that's not that's not the point. Like, We're rapping the cortex, done like a bunch of raw sex. And just, 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 like them niggas rap like military, uh, uh, like they telling codes to the military or some shit. Like and politicians are picking. Like Wu Tang was complicated, bro, and it wasn't great. It was just complicated, and it was over our head, and we didn't ODB understand. ODB was it. great, huh? ODB, ODB was, was great. no. And by the way, Method Man is incredible, but I'm just saying Wu Tang as a whole is overrated as fuck. And if if Wu Tang was from Ooh, New Lord, Jersey, if Wu Tang was from New Jersey, <laughs> or or from Mississippi, they wouldn't have been nowhere near as big. They was from if New York. If ODB was from Mississippi, I would listen. To that. That's one of my favorite artists. I said Wu Tang. I argue ODB. He's part of Wu Tang. Wu Tang is overrated as far as being the bigness because they are super comp. Bro, I'm telling you something. That nigga Jay Z said this shit the best. Just because the nigga don't understand what you say, don't mean that you're right. Rizzo. RZA was complicated. RZA, Jizza, but 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 like Baji. And my thing is this: is they I you got now? Did they have sauce? Absolutely. Were they cool as fuck? Absolutely. Were they dope as fuck? Absolutely. But musically, they were fucking overrated. Except for Method. I'm not saying I'm saying nah. Wu like, as a whole. Yeah, I'm about to say that's certain. Every Method man, you got a you got Ghostface. No, Ghostface is cool. Raekwon is cool. Raekwon and Ghostface is cool. Oh, you got a little handy on everything. They cool to me. Like, I, listen, man, music is subjective. Okay. If I don't fucking... Chef, I, I, I all, all I'm saying is what... I, I'm saying to you is that music to me is about relatability. I couldn't relate to nothing Wu-Tang said. Now, that one record Ghostface had, All I Got Is You, where he's rapping about cereal, picking roach out of the cereal box, that shit touched me because that was my life when I was a kid. But I'm saying overall as a whole, I was in high school and Wu-Tang dropped and I remember all my... And see, here's another reason why I'm super big on Southern pride, because New York, New Yorkers were so arrogant about who they were that it was one of them things where it was like y'all turned, y'all were so arrogant that y'all didn't think that nothing can come and be better. And a bubble came around y'all because it was kind of like nothing is better than what we are or what we can be. But I'm saying and here's another thing. Just because you say something is overrated doesn't mean it's good. It's not good. It just means that I don't believe Wu-Tang is in the top, the top two groups of all time. Do you I don't think be- in the top five? Five groups? I would say probably time? top ten. Yeah, I, top five I can name five time. groups that I think is better than Wu-Tang. Five groups? Five groups is better than Wu-Tang. Thank you. Easy. But I, mind you, notice what I said, guys. <laughs> Chad, Chad, what I said, that they I think is better than Wu-Tang. De La Soul. No, I can no. I need. I to be honest with you. I wasn't even gonna go there, but you helped me though. A tribe, <laughs> tribe called Quest. Stop throwing bones. Oh no, no, he that that is a bone because I was gonna go somewhere totally different. But let's do that. Okay. Let's name my name five groups better than Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. Outcast, a tribe called Quest. That when you said that, I saw I went to the tribe called Quest. Run DMC. To me, okay, nigga, 
and UGK and motherfucking A Baller MJG are A-ball better than Wu Tang. Nigga, nah, Wu Tang does not have a better album than A Baller MJG's coming out hard. <laughs> Nigga, you, I don't give a fuck. Listen, I, I love all music. A Baller MJG coming out hard has, is a better album than Wu Tang 36 Chambers. Fuck with me if you want to. <laughs> Nigga, I, you get some new, you get some southern people. I, I could take you to a world of people who will all agree with me. I, like, I personally like you. Nah, nah. And here's the reason why it feels like blasphemy. Because Wu-Tang is from a bigger media market. How fucking dare you? They're from the fucking Mecca. Who cares? Just because they're from the Mecca don't mean they're good. I just named five groups. You want me to name fucking nine, four more to get, make sure they show the top ten? I Just be like. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it for shits and giggles. <laughs> for shits and giggles. I think, ooh, I, I'm, I'm going to piss y'all off. I think 3-6 Mafia is better than Wu-Tang. Naughty by Nature is better than Wu-Tang. I think 3-6 Mafia is way better than Wu-Tang. And today's time is proving it because... Who's the, how many people are remaking Wu-Tang records or Wu-Tang style records in 2023? Nigga, everybody's making 3-6 Mafia music in 2023. Travis Scott, Megan Thee Stallion, everybody. I think Wu-Tang started, like, early drill is Wu-Tang. Like, if you think about what drill music is now, like, it's the, it's the evolution of what Wu-Tang is. And by the way, I, do, I think Wu-Tang is a top 10 hip-hop group of all time, for sure. And if y'all make this clip, I want to add that, because I don't want to show I'm disrespected. But what I am saying... RZA definitely going to hit you. Who? RZA going to hit you. No, no, I'm saying... They're overrated, but I do think they're in the top 10. You know, you know what else I think is overrated? Ooh. Let me not do that. I said that for the next Not about nature, not overrated. I fuck with not about nature. Don't say that. I was going to say, I was going to say the mighty Dr. Dre, but we'll talk about that next week. He's overrated to me. The chronic was hard, bro. I think Dre is overrated to me. I think Dre is, o- once again, I, do I think Dre is top five all time? Yes. But people put him as number Dre one. Dre gave a super And I don't think too. he's number one. Dr. Yeah. Producer wise. I think, producer wise, I think Timberland. And Pharrell and the Neptunes are better producers than Dre. I don't care what you say. I, don't, I just think Timberland and Pharrell, to me, are better producers. They might not have the catalog Dre got because what Dre did that they chased singles and Dre built artists. Oh, right. So Dre has albums that he's made and artists he's created. Pharrell but doesn't I'm have saying, a better album than The Chronic. You, 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 you say my point. My point is that Dre made great bodies of work. But when you Pharrell went to Dre for went off... For real, also when you, when you went to Drake for one off, Fifty Cent or Eminem. By the way, I think Dr. Dre is top five producers of all time. I just don't think he's number one. I think he's number. I think he's probably. I I would. I can't. I, I think he's probably number three because I would put. Now, we Tim wouldn't have a Kendrick Lamar without put, Dr. Dre. I'm though. not arguing that. I'm just saying producers. I still can't I think you put. I would put. I would put. Is better than Wu Tang. MJG is not. See, what I'm saying that's the. Now, I'm have to go home and pray about I want you to one. see something, Sarah. That's the arrogance of New Yorkers. It's like, how dare you say something from the South that's better than us? I, 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 I partially agree with the other ones, but I, I don't see that one. I hey, Ball MJG? I, I could agree with Outkast. I can see. Migos is better than. I knew somebody. Migos is better than Wu Tang. Wu-Tang is not better than Migos. You, you know, I can see the outcast. I can maybe see the argument. Wu-Tang is better than Bougie. Well, we'll try. But I, me personally, I, I, I think I like more Wu-Tang. You know what else is better than Wu-Tang? You know what's a group that's better than Wu-Tang? Public Enemy. Nigga, um, Public Enemy is better than Wu-Tang. So Wu-Tang is top 10. I think they run 9, I, 10 I, mark. I can't agree with you on that one. Public Enemy? Yeah, I can't agree with you on that one. Nigga, name a song Wu-Tang got that's more powerful than Fight the Power. Cream. Nigga, more powerful. Nigga, Cash rules everything around me. Creed, get that's the who, money. You know play that? No. Drug dealers and strippers. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's who play that song. Drug dealers and strippers. Nigga, fight the power. 
everybody who's against oppression plays that song, and that's that, that was, most of that the world. Big, big Fight song. the power. But well, Flavor Flav was rapping "Fight the Power" and also doing. Flavor Flav never so rapped. Like, Flavor Flav okay. never rapped. So, 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 what song does Abel and MJG have that's more powerful than Wu Tang song? What, what one song? And don't say no Space Age Pimpin' bullshit. <laughs> that was exactly. What, that's y'all only one. He knew that's I was gonna say "Stay Fly." Gotta stay fly. Name name one hook. Is that their record? No, it's on. It's there on it. If they were doing the verses, they would play it. They did play it in their verses. I was there. <sighs> My point is, is that, dog, look, dog, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang was, let me tell you what Wu-Tang was, so I could, I ODB is the best person no, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang is Golden Goose. Y'all know Golden Goose, the like clothing line? Goose. The clothing line that make dirty sneakers, I like, and they say I like it's dirty. That's why I cost $700. Wu-Tang is like, they so different, they gotta be the best. Is RZA an amazing producer? Yes. Is Method Man incredible? Yes. It's fucking old. Nigga, I love ODB. I fuck with Raekwon and Ghostface. But I'm saying, it's Method up here, ODB, Ghostface and Raekwon, and then the rest of them, we don't even, I don't, they could come in here right now and I'll be asking, do I need anything? They, are they at the right place? Like, I don't even know that they artists. Damn, bro. And I'm not being disrespectful. I'm being honest. Wu-Tang Clan never made a song that registered with me. Like, it was always was complicated. It always felt like they were talking, like, at this level of five percenters that wasn't for the rest of the world. And for me, it didn't make sense. And I feel like a lot of people bought into it in the South, especially in the rest of the world, because they were from New York and they had New York. But, I, but being that someone that was from New York, that came to Atlanta, and I was around, New Wu-Tang album dropped around 94. 93, 94. 94. I was a freshman. Either I was in freshman in high school or freshman or, or eighth grade. And I remember when they dropped, I remember being in the locker room and niggas was talking about how dope Wu-Tang was. And I was like, do they even know what they're talking about? Well, I, I think that like some of their talk of like the spirit, spirituality and stuff like that influenced a lot of what we saw. When you know Dre and with Goody saw. with the with the arms Don't say no, nah, don't do that. You know, I, why say not? saw. Saw. No, I want you to say saw. <laughs> Because when it comes to 3-6 Mafia, A-Baller, MJG, and everybody who I name, that's what we're still seeing. It's still a footprint for them right now. Right now. It's still a footprint. Like, it's a foot, their footprint is still on the necks of the culture right now. Nobody's trying to be Wu-Tang. They were, they were on their own. I, we see people trying to be the Fugees. We I see, get, but I, 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 like I said, I think for Wu-Tang... I think the new, what we're seeing from, like, there's nobody trying to be a collective group like 2-9 that. was just as good as Wu-Tang. 2-9 was just as good as Wu-Tang. So but they was from Atlanta. And if they, if they were from Atlanta, compare, if they was from New York, I think they would have been bigger. I think ASAP Mob is better than Wu-Tang. If that's what you're like. If you Ooh. want to compare a New York group, oh ASAP Mob is definitely better than Wu-Tang. I like this show. This is my favorite show we ever shot. And that's only and the only reason that's I would say that. my favorite show we ever shot. The only reason I would say ASAP Mob is because ASAP Mob actually, like, their stuff resonated in the South. Like, like. Ooh, I got a, I got a, Rocky I, actually, you can tell that he, so he was I got an idea. We should play the coach report. We should do name names and say go or underdog. Sorry, ASAP is ASAP is ASAP versus Wu Tang. Who's the goat? Who's the underdog? ASAP. ASAP is the underdog. Wu Tang's the goat. Wu Tang outcast. I, I like ASAP though. Hey ASAP, I ain't gonna lie. ASAP actually. Nigga, I ain't gonna. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Was better than you know. I can name five South. New York groups that was better than Wu Tang. Five New York groups. I can name five. five. Is crazy, right? Five right now. Five is crazy. Five right now. Name five. You just name five. No, I'm a name, but I'm no, pu- Public Enemy. No, I named everybody. Public Enemy is better. Run DMC. Public Enemy, a Tribe Called Quest, and this, these next two gonna piss y'all off. 
I don't give a fuck. Mob Deep and and G Unit. What's your Those definition are, of better? I ain't gonna hold you. Young, <laughs> Buck had, Young Buck had a run. Made better music. Better Mobby music. Definition. Only better music, by the way. Because Wu-Tang, the logo and the brand, that shit is incredible. Better music. I'm, I'm, okay. By the way, this whole conversation is only music. This so is you're not talking about influence. Hell no. Wu-Tang is one of the most Wu-Tang influential groups. Wu-Tang is more influential than Outkast. Wu-Tang is the most influential group in the history of hip-hop. Maybe only, only one that's neck to neck with them is, is Run DMC. Because they had the whole world wearing Adidas. Nah, Wu Tang had Asians braiding their hair and yelling Wu Tang. So just like, Asians though, uh, huh? Just Asians though. Nobody in Africa and nobody in the UK. I don't know if they was doing that. And we, when I was coming up as a kid, that's how they made us feel like Wu Tang was so important. You know how big they are in Japan? That's how they made us feel like they were significant. Nigga, I don't give a fuck how big they are in Japan. How big you think A Boy MJG is in Japan? I just said I don't give a fuck how big anybody is in Japan. I'm asking you though. I don't give a fuck. I'm asking you a question though. I think they're pretty big overseas. Do you think I don't think Japan. Than, Japan is not their market though. Japan is not. Nobody. No rapper bigger than Europe. Than I think they're bigger in Europe. Besides the South, do you think they're bigger than? Wu-Tang? I think they're bigger in Europe. Outside of the United States, I think they're bigger in Europe. I'm telling you, I think they're bigger in Europe. Eight Ball and MJG are bigger in Europe. So, do you think that is? Let me ask you a question. Ask you a question. Excluding Outkast, who you say you love the album, is there any group I can say that's not from New York that you would say is better than Wu Tang? Yes or no? That's a very yes or no question. I have to really think about that. So just <laughs> now, right, so think, Jack, ask the question. Think about that. I want to move on to American Godfather. Present it. Too lost. We're gonna do this. Too for lost. That. So I'm gonna do that again. We're gonna edit it. Okay. So while you're thinking about that, I'm gonna move on to the American Godfather part. Presented <laughs> Make sure by you edit Too lost. Thank you. Shout out to our sponsor, Too lost. So we kind of touched on this a little bit. So at the Falcons game yesterday, they had an amazing um, dedication to. 50 years of hip-hop, everybody and their mother was in the building. Like, mm-hmm. literally every hip-hop artist from Atlanta or not was there yesterday. Um, but that didn't get to make the blogs because um, an incident happened between T.I. and his son. Um, so it he went live. It, and it, they were live the whole day pretty much. It looked really good. It looked fun. And then it seemed like they were joking with um, King about his upbringing, and he kind of took it a little personal. And then... I don't know, but they said he kind of shoved his mother a little bit, and that's when T.I. kind of, they started having a back and forth. So um, everybody's had their point of views and has been um, kind of chiming in about this, if he's just a spoiled kid, um, if T.I. kind of dropped the ball somewhere. Charleston White jumped in and um, said that <laughs> he warned us last year that T.I. needed to kind of give him a butt whooping. So how do we feel about this? As a father, um, what are we taking away from this? What do you see in the father, in the son's behavior? Um, do we think T.I. dropped the ball anyway? How should they handle this as a family moving forward? Um, so this is no secret that I've always, my whole life, had a thing for women. Um, and, you know, they say at some point in time, you're going to have somebody come by and back and haunt you for all the shit you did. My daughter is that for me. My daughter got me fucked up. <laughs> It's like, I look at women different because my daughter now. She made me a better person. King is that for T.I.? He's T.I. Jr. Like, I know it probably frustrates Tip because it's like, damn, nigga, like, I worked hard so you didn't have to act like me. But if you, know, but if you pay attention to it, like, remember, let's, let's, let's take it. Let's, 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 I'm only giving this because these are facts. I'm just bringing up as facts. I'm not trying to accuse because, you know, it could be taken the wrong way. But Charlie Lowe's most famous line is what? You should know. Charlie Lowe's most famous line. What's his most famous line? 
Must be two, two sides. Yeah. Why did he say that line? Because T.I. said he was from Bankhead, but they said he was really from the South. By the way, I went to middle school with Tip. He went to McNair with me. So here's what I'm saying. T.I. was a kid that wanted, if he lived off Riverdale, he wanted to be Bankhead. He wanted to be that. He wanted to go. I mean, he was a, that, that was his comfort zone. I wanna, I'm a street nigga. I want to go sell dope on Bankhead for whatever he was doing. I'm just saying, this is shit that we've always known. King is that. King is like, I wasn't that big as house. I was at my grandma's house. I was in a bando fighting. Like, yeah. nigga, that's T.I. He's like, T.I. I don't want to be in this mansion. I want like, to be Yeah, that's, that, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. So I think as Tip, man, y'all forget Tip is the same person that was in and out of trouble. He just matured. And we tend to forget that. And he did a whole lot of work to change his image, which was good. But, nigga, let's not forget, Tip was a wild, young nigga. <laughs> nigga, I remember being the in the bootlegger. I remember being in the bootlegger. Because I don't know if y'all know, I used to sell porn back in the day. It's front of the discount mall. Oh, shit. I never tell y'all I sold my soul porn story. You had the bootleg Janet Jackmies and all that? Nigga, I would go to the bootlegger. And you, would get, you can get three pornos for $5. But I was in the front of discount mall selling one for 10, two for 15, three for 20. Nigga. Wait, wait, wait. So did you ever sell the, the Jake's free codes and flows? I, I, I would just buy as much as I can to sell it. Yeah, I did all. I, and then Are I, you familiar with the titles of them? Come on, man. Listen, you're talking to me. <laughs> Booty talk. Hold on, hold on. Here's, my, here's, my, here's my point. Here's my point. Here's my point. I, was, I remember I was in front of discount mall and my uncle, who I looked up to, I don't know this story. He tell me this later. He sees me in front of the discount mall selling pornos with Timothy and Teron standing with me. And he saw me. He's like, what you doing out here? And I was like, man, I'm selling, trying to make some money, man. You know, got my artists, man. They're going to be big one day. And he was like, oh, you, what you selling, porno? And he said he walked away and he told all his friends, I'm going to have to teach that little nigga how to sell cars because he ain't going to make it. Cold <laughs> <laughs> <Told> day <they> ass. <laughs> Pause. But, but here's the point. I remember being in the bootlegger. And I remember, you know, nigga, the bootlegger was like, uh, I don't know if they still have them, but it was like, it was almost like a pop-up shop where they like had like nets so it was basically like they would get an empty space a whole lot of africans and they would just put up curtains and they would all sell different items for for cheap so they, would, they would sell de- they would sell pornos de- um music movies everything i just bought pornos because i, w- I was trying to be in music and i didn't want to bring back boosters in 2024 man but my point is i remember seeing tip in the whole psc running to the whole bootlegger mall and take all their shit he was a wild young nigga he made his ranking being a wild young nigga. The nigga, he's, he was a wild young nigga. Remember, remember when he fought Shaka, BT Awards weekend? And then he got on stage and won his award and was like, yo, that wasn't Tip. That was T.I. Or that wasn't T.I. That was Tip. Like, he was always a wild nigga. That's why we loved him. He did. He ran out on Floyd Mayweather. I love that nigga. That nigga ran out, that. He ran out on Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> like, come on, you a wild nigga for this. Nigga, that nigga. Just because he's not, just because his parents are who they are, don't mean he in a hood. Tip, and the one thing, I, if I was talking to Tip, I'd be like, yo, bro, you got to keep in mind, you don't know everything he's doing. Like, right, I got a 15-year-old son. I, I don't know what he's doing right now. I'm assuming he's home, but he could be banging in Fayetteville. I don't know. You, I, that's how my, my brother became a Crip. I didn't know my brother was a Crip, nigga. I didn't know he's a Crip until he was later on in life. He was, my, I, my brother was 14, 15 years old on Old National fighting and brawls and shit. Like, I didn't know. 
didn't know if my brother was in the streets. I was just like, I thought it was some North, normal beef shit until they was like, nah, it's serious. He's fighting bloods. He went to North Clayton and he got into a fight with all the bloods and he fought the whole school and they, and all these. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but nigga, he, I didn't know who he was. And he wanted to make sure I knew. And I think what King is doing is making sure his parents know I'm not like the rest of them. Because the other kids are not. I'm not like yeah. them. So, and, and I love that little nigga. Like, I love him. Because he just needs some he's guidance. standing on motherfucking business. He needs some guidance. <laughs> he needs some guidance, though, Ray. You know how crazy. No, listen. Everybody on this couch need guidance. Everybody in the world need guidance. But it takes a real motherfucker to be 18 and have a famous mother and father and be on live and tell them, y'all don't fucking know me. Y'all don't play with me like I'm not who the fuck I am. That nigga is a legend now. He's a legend. I'm telling you, King is a... Dog, that nigga is... I'm telling you, if he can rap, if he, yeah, can, if he can rap, he literally is going to be bigger than NBA Youngboy. And I know people making fun of his teeth. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. That little nigga is... He is the truth. He ain't afraid. And to me, that's what you need to be to be successful in the world. That's what Tip was. That's what Jeezy was. That's what you, Everybody that was... They had to be bold. That little nigga bold. I'm standing on business. Play with me. First single standing on business. Play with me, nigga. Mm. And, I, and I and I on business. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? That's how you say it in um it sound language. Sound language. Yeah. Oh, teach that nigga. Business. Hey man, I love him. <laughs> I, and and, and let me be clear. I don't love that he's being disrespectful. That's not what I'm saying. I want to make it clear. But I love the fact that he is who he is, and he's not afraid to show it to the world. And more importantly, he wants the world to see him as what he sees himself. As a parent and your, your, your son is trying to kind of become a man and stand on his own, stand on business, how do you create that balance with allowing him to be his own man and not allowing him to be disrespectful? The way Tip did. When you cross the line, I'm going I'm to run up on you and put my hands on you. That's how you got to do it. And if you can't beat him, and if you can't beat him, get a weapon and fuck your kid up. If you can't beat him, he gonna fuck you up. Any other way, he gonna be bullying no, you in the also house too. I think now, if you if you really gonna stand on business, it's like you don't even gotta put your hands on. Him. Just be like, all right, cool. You stand on business, well, uh, you cut off. Like now, figure it out. Bruh, you grown man, bro. He's what you didn't get from the argument was he said I cut my motherfucking self off. I ain't with y'all. I've always been standing on my business. Don't play with me like I ain't been at grandma's house getting busy. He was he was telling them I'm not like y'all. Bro, I never forget. Me and my brother had a really bad relationship at one point because. He wasn't like me. And I remember I was like, Mike, I need you to go work him. He was 18. He was in a lot of trouble because he was fighting in school. He got kicked out. And he was living with me. And I just was trying to be in the music business. And I was like, yo, man, why don't you go get a job at McDonald's? That motherfucker looked at me and said, nigga, I ain't never working at McDonald's. <laughs> and I was like, nigga, I used to work at McDonald's. He was like, that's the difference between me and you. And I had to put him out my house. And he speak to me. And we had a whole lot of shit. And then eventually he had to go see the world. And he realized that some of the shit his brother said was right. And that's why we so tight now. But nigga, tip. I think that if I'm, I just feel he's like, man, that nigga me, man. That nigga me. Splitting him. That's me, nigga. Like that dog. That is little tip. All the other kids is great. That's him. That is, that is you. Parents be having favorites, don't they? Dion got favorites? Yeah. Parent, you got, I only have one kid, so I can't really right, just I'm say. I'm so happy. I'm only happy. <clears throat> yeah, I love my, I, I love my son. But my daughter, I love my son. That's my daughter. But the relationship, it's not favorites as much as the relationship is different. Miyoki acts like my, my girlfriend. Lil Raymond acts like my brother. Like, it's like, dad, I need you for this. That, like, Miyoki is like, where are you? When are you coming home? I need to, like, well, come sit on my lap. Like, it's different. Having a little girl is different. So I say that. But 
Man, I love King. I love Tip. I love all, I love Tiny. I love how, to me that was beautiful because it was a black family. And then I love how he responded. Hey man, we together. We all standing on business. That's his kid, man. I, and, and the people that's wishing bad on him to happen to him because he got a silver spoon, he trying to tell y'all I'm about that life. Try me if you want to. <laughs> Charleston White, you better stop playing with that, man. Nigga, if we see, if you see, if, if Charleston White, who is probably 40-something years old, is in a room, and probably bigger than King, is in a room with King, it's just them two locked in a room. Who you worried about? Charleston. Not, not King. <laughs> not King. Charleston going to be looking for some goddamn pepper spray. <laughs> not King, nigga. You ain't worried about that. That little nigga is like, dog, he is really, he believe. before you can be it, you got to believe you are it. Oh, yeah, he, he believes got, he he's heart. it. Got hard for sure. That nigga was at the Georgia Dome telling every he was at the Mercedes Benz Stadium telling all y'all, y'all don't don't show out of here, Atlanta. Don't make me mother don't do that. Like, I fuck with him. All right, so there was a mother who was brutally honest about her son's dreams. He wanted to play football, and the son is on a basketball team, and the father's the coach. The mom tells the son, like, you're never gonna be LeBron James. Your father is a coach, and you don't even start. Do you think that? Hold on, what? She she said you're not LeBron James. Your 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 father's a coach, and you don't. Saying like he giving him favoritism. No, like, no. Oh, not giving. He's not him. starting. You're not starting, and your father's the coach. Pretty much. Okay. Like you're not so, so what, what was she saying? She said what? That he's not a good basketball player. You're not gonna make it to the NBA. I appreciate it. I appreciate People mothers. Saying, is it too rude? Like That's, where do you draw the line between supporting your kids and being realistic? No. The the reason why the world is so messed up right now is because no. <laughs> oh, the reason why the world is so messed up, one of the reasons, I'm going to have a whole long list, but a, one of the top things on the list is inclusion. Everybody, there can be so much inclusion that you start excluding people. And that's what's really happening, where now everybody got to get a trophy. Now, the 15th place trophy, like, because you don't want no one to walk away with nothing. But those walking away with nothing moments is what makes champions. So, the most famous basketball player to ever live is Michael Jordan. His most famous failure was he got cut by a basketball coach in high school. Mm-hmm. I about to say, so that, if anything, that little kid should be like, going hard. this should be his motivation. Be like, this should be his story saying like, my mama said, my mama, I, I went viral because my mom said she, that I was a bum ass nigga and my dad was a coach. But like, here's another thing. If you, the, the, who's the best fighter in the world right now? Who's considered the best fighter in the world? No, Terrence Crawford. But, but mom told him, you ain't going to never be the champion. Absolutely. And he wanted to, he wanted to prove that he can. But that's my point. F- failure and rejection makes, creates greatness. And we're trying to get rid of both concepts in today's society. We're trying to, and you got to fail. You got to hit your head. You got to fuck up. You got to fucking go through it. And I feel like we got to allow that to happen. And these parents who are living vicariously through their kids and trying to force them into places and worlds that they don't want to be, or to me, it's just dumb. So I respect that mom for telling her son the truth. She not you need to tell him. She's not coddling at all. But no, I agree. I think that, but you have to know your kids. So you, you have, like, some people will use rejection as motivation and some of them will just crumble. So like me, you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to go do it. I'm going I'm to find a way to go do it. Some people be like, oh, I guess I can't do it. You have to know your kids too. So in parenting, know which type of child you have, like, and break the... I, I, I get an example. I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do this. Two years in a row, my son tried out for basketball. Mm-hmm. Both times, he didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I, I love my son, but his mother was like, 
call him. He's he's so down. I'm like, down about what? He didn't make the team. Man, fuck out of here. Yo, man, hey, look, man. Did you think you was going to go pro? Because if you thought you was going to go pro, instead of worrying about making a team, you need to go work. But, bro, do you realize how many other jobs are in the world? Do you realize, not, not in the world, do you realize how many other jobs are in the actual sport you want to be in? You can be, like, you Eric Spolstra. You, can you be got there. white men mm-hmm. who are in the NBA coaching at 31 years old. You got white men coaching at 31 years old, right? Why are they coaching at 31? Because they knew at 17 that they weren't going to go pro. And they was like, well, I'm going to learn the game because I want to be around the game. And to me, I feel like white people, I mean, you, if your son didn't make the team, tell him he's not good enough, and he probably be able to coach. He might be able to do a training. great example. Deion's son, Deion, Deion Jr. He actually, he played football too. He played at SMU. But he wasn't that good of, he was, like, he was good, but he wasn't that good of a player. So he knew he wasn't going to pro. But he was actually really good on the creative side. On the creative side, he was really good. So, like, now he's in charge of all of Colorado's media. Like, he runs the media department. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not saying, like, like you got to be set realistic expectation and not call yourself. Like, I, I promise you, Dion never told him, like, hey, man, you're going to be one of the ones. He yeah. told him straight up. Bro, like. But that's what life's about. You, you had your fun. Life's, no, life's about being honest. Tamara, I don't think this is working for you. But I think that this works for you. Like, everybody's not going to go out and succeed at everything they fucking try to do. Mm-hmm. And if you succeed the first time, you're going to be one of the worst people in history because you're going to think you're special and you're not. You just got lucky. But that's why I'm brutally honest with music, too. Like, when you send me the music and I'm telling you, it, like, uh, you want my opinion? They're like, yeah, tell me the truth. Your parents can't tell you the truth. Bruh, mm-hmm. listen, it's in my bio. Most famous story in my bio. I only have one story in my bio. And it's when I was 14 years old, I wanted to play basketball. Went to my, my coach, asked me. I didn't even want to go tell him. I was afraid he even said it out loud. My coach asked me. T- my, name was, you know, my name was Tiny Mike in school. He, only, he called me that because I was really little. Tiny Mike? He would call me Tiny Mike because he was like, you're so small. Because I was really small. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, I was like the smallest kid in the class for like all my years. I was always the smallest kid in class. And he was like, Tiny Mike, what you want to be when you grow up, man? I was like, man, I want to be a basketball player. That nigga, Coach Boydstone, Joby Boydstone, that nigga looked me in. He was, before he can get his words out of his mouth, he was shaking his head no. <laughs> I mean I already knew it was coming out of his mouth But it was like That ain't gonna happen man I, I, I gotta tell you That's not gonna happen You don't think so? Nah nigga That was That was what I needed to hear Because I wanted it But I needed someone Who I knew knew better To tell me that I couldn't have it At that very moment I went to the Target on Old National I stole a whole lot of candy And I came back to high school With a bag full of candy and I sold candy all my high school years. And guess what, guys? Here I am in 2024 selling records. I learned how to sell. It worked in my favor. Now, imagine if I said, man, fuck that coach. Imagine my mom came and said, don't tell him he can't make it. Don't tell my son he can't be. He can go pro. Ma'am. <laughs> Girl. He ain't going to make it. I was like, I needed that. So when little Raymond doesn't make it. So I, this is how I said to my son. I was like, son, let me ask you a question. I said, you're my son, right? Yes, dad. What gene do you think? I passed on to you. Wait a frame, man. I, I, I asked him, I was like, what gene do you think I passed to you? And he was like, smart. I said, I'm not 6'4", bro. I couldn't pass that gene to you. But you smart as fuck. So fuck the sport. And then his whole thing was like, but dad, these other kids can play and they're making it, but they don't care. And I was like, that's good that you care. Care about the game. Learn to be on the game. Learn to play. Like, learn to play. Learn to be in the league. Like, dog, only, it's 
30 teams in the NBA owned by 30 different people that mm-hmm. fucking never played. You feel what I'm trying to say? <laughs> like, it's, it's like you got coaching staff. Like, dog, an NBA team has fucking 12 or 15 players, but they probably got another 100 staff. Yeah. And no staff is going to last for the rest of their careers compared to a player who plays for 10 years if they're lucky. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling my son, I fuck basketball. Learn the game. I told him, let's do a fucking podcast called Hoop Gods. Like the God Show, Hoop Gods. And he was like, let's do it. But I'm like, but he got to get that out of system. So I told him that a couple months ago. He tried out for the team this year. He can make it. I'm like, you want to do Hoop Gods yet? He's like, I don't know yet. You have to do it yet? I don't know yet. I'm like, because my son is smart. Your gift might be talking. A lot of the times, the problem with what we have with life is that we don't tap into our gift. We tap into what we want, our, what we want to be. Not what we are. Nigga, just be what you are. Mm. That's what Andre 3000 did. He sold more than a whole bunch of other niggas trying to be what they wanted to be. That is a fact. Wait, I forgot one thing that we have to touch on. Go ahead. But I would, um, what's his name? The guy who his friend beat up the fan. Not a wick. Not a wick. All right, so his mom, I think, is the one who made this public because her son. She is. In the hospital, hospital, like, brain damage, like, leaking. So what happened was a fan had came up and tried to take a picture. He looks very innocent. Didn't come too aggressive. He did kind of walk a little bit fast, but it wasn't something. No, 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 no. That that wasn't the kid that got hit. That was another kid. The kid that got hit was standing there while the other kid ran up. So was it like a, a mistake? Of, I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, it was ignorance. The person who was with on yeah. his team attacked the fan. Um, not like brutally attacked him, knocked him out, kept hitting him even after he was down. So the one of the things that I took away from this is this. Imp- I understand people want to look out for their friends and get their friends on their teams and they want their friends to feel included and they want to experience things with their friends but there's importance in having trained professional security with you no matter where you go but but security couldn't that's not even what happened that wasn't a security problem that was that was an ignorant friend okay so here so it's a double-edged sword so here's a double-edged sword the first side is these niggas our brothers young brothers have become rich and famous by singing and rapping about violence Mm -hmm. But then when you see it, it, it's like brutal. Like, oh, my God. Like, seeing that video, like, was, like, fucked up. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 think, I think cameras are the reason why the world is also on my list. Sarah, write that down. I think cameras are also the reason why the world is fucked up. Can I tell you why? Man, you know how much fucked up shit happened in this world that we didn't see? Well, that motherfucking camera showing us what's happening. That motherfucking camera exposing what's really going on, that shit changes your soul. So even me, being somebody who I I consider myself a dude from the hood, uh, 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 when I saw that, I was like, ooh, that was bad. Mind you, I seen 100 niggas get knocked out in the hood. I just didn't see the replay over and over and over again. What makes it worse is you seen 100 niggas get knocked out that were part of, like, like they they had had a a, a third degree of separation from that person. This was a random white kid that got knocked out but the by separ- a rapper's entourage. But the separation was also that he was next to him. So it wasn't like he was all the way over there. He's in their vicinity. Bottom line is this, is that it's, there, is a, there is a need for, this is a, groom, this is a 360 moment. There's a need for grooming. Mm. There's well, a need about to say for grooming. And the reason why we're not grooming people is because grooming is now taken by women used for sexual predators. I th- we can't I, even use it for the shit it was mentally used for. I think what's crazy too is like a lot of these artists don't look at their predecessors or people who come before them and things that they've gone through, like, right? Because if you if you if you notice, 
the reason why Savage is so famous he, as he is now, like he went through that process of having Savage used to have 20, 30 niggas from the East East Atlanta with him. That no, baby did too. Every but that's what I'm saying. But I just want to make sure that we don't condemn Nardo Wick. To me, that's important. Okay. He is responsible. Okay, that's what I'm saying. But he's only responsible if we see him a week from now and that kid is still with him. Okay. Now, if that kid is no longer with him and he cut the kid off, then he did the right thing. But if he I mean, it's like, nigga, I got to cut ties. I got to cut ties. I got to cut ties. But he, so he is going to take a, a hit financially. Like, I mean, like, if, well, he should. Yeah. He should take a hit financially. Hopefully he has insurance for stuff like that. By the way, I hope you got artists do if you don't. What kind of insurance do you get? Um, there's, there's, um, it's called um, risk management insurance, okay. where it's like you pay a fee and it protects you from certain things like getting sued, all the other mm-hmm. shit. Like, so he, I hope he has insurance, but I just don't want the public to condemn Nardo Wick. To me, that's my only issue, unless he has him around a week from now. Well, let me ask you this question. <clears throat> I mean, it's obvious that dude made a mistake, and you know what? Was dude like the, the, uh, the the kid? The, the dude he didn't make a mistake. Well, he, he did, did something fucked up. Brutal. He did something fucked up. But that's different. Do you think banishing him is totally solving the if problem? If you're not a wick, you have to. If you're not a wick, you got to separate yourself from the people that's gonna fucking bring the business down. He's a he, he has to. Mm. That's the one. If him he. Him keeping him around is the difference between a $20 million lawsuit and a half a million dollar lawsuit. He has to get rid of him. He has to. On top of the fact that the kid is in ICU, like he's in ICU, like, like he's, it's life or death for him. He's fighting for his life. And the fact that he was a white And it's a white kid. kid? Mm-hmm. Oh his mom, the, 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 the propaganda his mom about to go on. And the fact that, dog, that Nardo dude. Could be, he be, that, if, he, if he don't separate himself and like really like, like go to the aid of this kid to make sure his medical's taken care of. Like, he's literally like, he might not be able to perform. Like, you will get dropped from agencies, yeah. like touring agencies. Because yeah. right? like, you're a liability. Yeah, and, and, and he got he to drop him. You got to get him away. Like, and I'm not saying cut him off. If that's your nigga, still look out for him. Yo, bro, you just can't come over here no more. And it's, it's, well, it's, it's, like it's, it's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Like, you know, maybe say, hey, instead of you traveling, we're going to get you some training and, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. but, you 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 but here's, a, here's the thing. It's, it's, a, it's a mess up situation because, because if Nardowick does the right thing, he's going to make an enemy. And that's the hard part. It literally took me to Nipsey. Like, Nipsey got killed by someone he knew that he was giving him the respect of saying, I can't fuck with you because of what you did. And that rejection caused him to kill this man. So sometimes you got to just don't even announce you walking the fuck away. Just walk the fuck away. Mm. Just let it go. Walk the fuck away. Don't say nothing. Here's, here's $50,000. Matter of fact, even make it more, I guess, I, I'm going to give you 40 and I'm going to get 10 to your mama just in case. Here's some money for your mom. Because you got to play that role because that dude, because not away from Florida, that dude can go, he can go back to Florida and that dude can have him murdered. Like, dog, do y'all realize how many rappers are dying over dumb shit? Right. You can't prevent that. You just got to keep them away. That's the hard part. Um, so my music question before we get to the last question, have record labels hit a breaking point with data-driven hip-hop? So we all know that, uh, why y'all, y'all smiling? Y'all like this one. Juju, you are my expert in this field. Um, so they're saying that while... Numbers can predict singles. It's kind of harder for them to predict. Let me pop my shit. Oh, y'all can't find no hits now, huh? Oh, 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 oh the lights ain't about to stay on, huh? Ray, Ray, Ray don't have that problem. Hey, look. Uh-oh. Look, man. I want to see the two different We times. told y'all, we told y'all, we told y'all before. What you told me? That data shit don't matter. 
It does not show me how cool you are. It does not show me who that you had that you are a personal person. It does not show me that I can hang out with you and go drink a beer and I can tell your life story. It does not that data doesn't show that. So like now labels are realizing that they don't even have the, the they don't have you might get a kid that's really, really dope that has that that understands how to go viral. Labels don't even have the digital mark the digital marketing team or the commerce team to even support an artist that is doing that. So like now they're like it's not the data that's kicking y'all ass. It's the fact that y'all don't know how to pick talent that's kicking y'all ass. Y'all don't know how to develop the actual talent. Cause it's like, not that they don't know how to pick talent. They don't know how to groom talent. They don't know how to groom. Yeah, they don't have to. So that's why I said, that's why I use the word develop. Because they don't know how to develop shit. So literally. Now don't be afraid to say you might, Look, look. <laughs> We're going to bring grooming you get a, back. Look, you get an artist. You get an artist that. that Men are taking grooming back. Because yeah. the, the reality is it's a, it's a skill for an artist like like a Kassanat, right? Let's say Kassanat decides he wants to be an artist, right? He became an artist, and he constantly goes viral on social media, right? That's a talent that can constantly go viral. But now he's taking, like, let's say Kyle Snyder said, oh, I want to be a rapper. And labels say, I'm going to sign him. Well, most labels don't even have a department that even understands how to balance and leverage the fact that he knows what he's doing from a social standpoint to make it line up on this side. So, literally, the data's not kicking y'all ass. It's the fact that y'all don't know what the fuck y'all doing is kicking you y'all ass. You know what's kicking their ass is that they're putting people that know how to press buttons in front of people that know how to do the job. Yep. And it's that simple. And in order to do the job, you got to come from that place. Yep. And they don't want to empower us. Mm. I believe that that article is a straight shot at the white A&R in rap music. That's what I believe. Because it's like, it's like everybody's tired of data. And the data company, is, the data guys are never the coolest guys. They're just guys that understand how to scrape information and get numbers. The data, by the way, you want to make the music business better, here's what you do. Give the data the, their own department, and all they do is, is, is send the A&Rs and shit, and the A&Rs got to pick. But the minute that they started letting, it's about three or four labels right now that the head of the label came was a data A&R. Right now. The head of the label was a data A&R. It's labels that are solely built on data. That's what I'm saying. Like, for real. So my thing is, none of those labels, they suck. And the reason why they suck is because just because someone can spot, is trained, not someone can spot, someone is trained to spot a spike in, in numbers doesn't mean that person is trained to groom and develop artists. That shit is a skill. Shit's a skill. And I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I took years of sitting under D. Dot Angeletti, sitting under L.A. Reid, sitting under Dr. Luke, sitting under fucking, fucking with Timberland, sitting under Shaw Money, all these guys that I learned A&R from. Thank God for them, by the way. And those guys all are not running companies right now because data is running the show. So I, I'm, I believe the music industry is about to go through a cleanse. I'm going to keep saying it. The purge it. is already happening. No, nah, I think it is, but we at the beginning of it. And I believe they're going to drain the swamp. <laughs> they're going to drain the swamp. They're going to have to. And the way they're going to do it, they're going to have to bring real. And the only thing I'm guessing is I don't know who's going to take the job. I about to say that. So the hard part is like now trying to figure out like they're, they're going to have to start bringing uh, A&Rs back into this. Like gonna, real they, A&Rs they, back. But, but, but real A&Rs are entrepreneurs. And the only way it's going to work is if they allow them to be entrepreneurs and develop. Because the, let's be clear, development is not sexy. It's long-winded. It takes a while. Mm-hmm. And it takes a whole lot of sitting there saying, listen, okay, this is what we're doing today. This is what we're doing tomorrow. And it takes, a whole, it takes doing that every fucking day. Nigga, do you know how hard that is to do? 
And you mean to tell me I'm going to do that for this kid and watch him make $100 million and I can't make 10 for myself? That's why the business is fucked up. And I was about to say, what's even crazier, it comes from like most, most really, really good A&Rs understand how to manage. Yes. Like you understand how to manage. You, ha- you came from the management space of, of artists. Mm-hmm. So like you understand the development. Like that's, like management is development. By the way, the music business has been tired of development. People in the music business has been tired of, devel- tired of data making decisions since at least the last three years. This ain't a 12 month thing. This is three years. Everybody's tired. Everybody's like, who signed? Like, do you know how many times they said, who the fuck signed this? <laughs> well, he got numbers. Oh my God. It's because of numbers. It doesn't matter where the numbers are. It could be TikTok. It could be Instagram. It could be motherfucking Spotify. It could be anything. It does not matter. That is why it's not working. Because they're not picking because it matters. They're picking because it's spiking. And they're paying these kids all this money. So now they got to put more money behind the song. And guess what's happening the whole time they're doing that? The kid is out making money. The song is growing. And now it's time for the next song. Where the fuck do we go, guys? Did anybody have a plan for that? Like, Ethiopia tells a story where she first signed the Migos. I, I think it was E. I, I, I might have heard on a blog that she was like, the Migos just had their moment where they was blowing up where Bad Bougie came out. And they needed to stop working. That's another thing we don't talk about enough. Artists, in order to break, artists will have to say no to money. So, like, they'll say, hey, Tamara, we know your record is blowing up, and we know you can go to this country and get 50000 a night or this city and get 60000 a night. But right now, I, can get, I got 5000 a night for you to do a U.K. run, and it's going to help you 10 years from now. At that moment, you got to decide, am I going to take this fifty k a night and go make this, or I'm going to sacrifice to go make sure I got a thing in the U.K.? And that's why I went to Migos. They needed them to go overseas, and they was like, we're making too much money over here. And they was like, well, if you want to be a global group, you're going to have to go promote. That's why this shit is also happening. These artists are making so much money that they're putting money in front of the talent. Quincy Jones has a famous statement. He says, the minute that money enters the room for creatives, God leaves. Mm -hmm. And I see, I think God is leaving everybody right now because everybody is just focusing on money and they're making a lot of money. But nigga, the money dries up and I don't want no one to end up like Fetty Wap, who famously said, I was making this much money, money drove up, I had to go back to the streets. I don't want that for you. So the only way to not happen is you got to pace yourself. So, yeah, you, I, I know you want to make $10 million year one. I get that. But make three. Knowing that in year two, you're going to make $8 million. In year three, you're going to make $12 million. In year four, do that. You know what I tell them, Ray? If you don't want your label talking about your data, all in your videos talking about your data, come to UM. We develop. We groom. That's real. You groom. We groom. Make grooming great again. Make make grooming great again. Well, can we get a t-shirt? Make make great make grooming great again. Um, Don Vito. Last I'm sorry, you go to the next one. I, I do want to talk about what's the name though? Tyler. Okay, we, we Who? Tyler. So she, Okay. Um, so the internet is in like we kind of split between us. And this is a good way to kind of bring up the influence that Afro beats and everything is having on the clash of kind of black culture with Afrobeats. So um, she did an interview recently and she referred to herself as colored. And people didn't like that because we know the undertone of color in black American history. Yep. So she was saying, like, listen, respect to y'all, but I'm not from here, and I didn't understand the negative connotation of that word. So it's like black Americans have this thing of thinking everybody's supposed to expect, understand, and respect their culture, but what means something here might not mean the same thing there. So we're kind of having this world where people are trying to kind of see the clashing of so what happened? Though? I so there's a, so there's a there's an underlying ignorance to it, right? And the underlying ignorance is like, and it's it ha- this is like not the first time a situation like this has occurred. Like there was a situation a few months ago with Burner Boy. Mm-hmm. People talk about Burner. Yeah. 
But literally, what I, what I want people to understand is like, one side of the argument is like Tyler doesn't owe Black Americans anything, like any explanation of why she should call herself colored, blah blah blah. I want you to understand she's from South South Africa. She's from South Africa. So South Africa, the apartheid ended in 1980, like in, in the 80s. As a part, so like we're literally 40 years removed from apartheid. So you talk about segregation in America, that's the 60s. So we're 60 years removed from that. So like, but beyond that, like Tyler, mind you, I, I have nothing I but respect for, for Tyler, right? But the reality is like there's two sides of it. One side of it is being the reason the reason Black Americans have a or have a, a feeling and a say so in what's going on and transpiring this is because she's in our our market promoting her music because it matters more here, right? And the reason I say it matters more here because she's already huge in Africa. Not even that she is huge in Africa, but it matters more here because the actual dollar, the the streaming is converted more here. Like she wants to break into the American market. She wants to break into UK. Why? Because that's where the that's where the streams so, so, work more. So I, I still don't understand where we go. So hold on. Okay. So 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 now so now going forward, the part where it's like the ignorance that we have to remove our ignorance is like if you've never been to these other countries, you've never been to these places to understand the culture. Like literally, the definition of what why she called herself color, the definition of color, how she grew up is African American. No, the definition of color is African with a um, mixture of European descent or, or that's what I'm saying. Like it's kind of our version so of African American. Like, like yeah. we were saying, no, no, I'm saying, but it's our version of African American. So we're not Americans, we're African American. So we approached it. So, so, so you have people online that are that are that are up in roar. Like, oh, she called herself color. That's a bad term. That's a bad connotation. Same way we talk about groom. It's like it's a bad connotation to it. It's like no, she's from South Africa. Like she grew up like literally to the point where. But to the nineteen nineties, you couldn't even be in a segregated relationship in South Africa. Like it was, it was literally mm. like that. So like now she doesn't. She has no idea. She's never lived in America, so she doesn't know what like that colored is like the the connotation that we have a color. So like we have to remove our ignorance from it of like saying like if you don't know the culture, like don't get in, a, don't get pissed off with these people because they're they're speaking what they know. And it's like instead of being angry, learn. And what I feel like what's happening. And this is and this, you should put added to the list of what's fucked up in the world. Sarah, people, write that people down. are too, are too mm. fucking. People are too fucking um, quick to judge and not try to learn. And it's like you can't sit there, like, you can't sit there and, and arguing and get mad at somebody for something that how they were raised, and you have no idea. You've never even been able to see that culture and uh, understand I, it. You cannot judge anyone or anything fairly until you completely understand. Absolutely. And a lot of people see it from one angle, and I'm and you. So I don't even respond like that. That's why racism doesn't bother me. Racism, no, it doesn't bother me. Tamara, let me tell you why. Racism, no, I but you made a face, but I want to make sure you know. Racism doesn't bother me because it's rooted in ignorance. Absolutely. Like, how could you bother me being a racist when that's an ignorant thought process? That's why it doesn't bother me. So it's like, it's like when you're rich and you're like, broke people can't fuck bother me. It's like when you're smart, ignorant people can't bother you. I'm smart. No, but I, was, I wasn't born rich. I wasn't born rich. I'm from Gabby Road. Mika, where am I from? Okay, cool. We grew up together. I'm from Gabby Road. Though. Nothing was rich around me. No, I'm saying, I'm not saying, Tamara, that it doesn't exist. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying it doesn't bother me because it's rooted in ignorance. That's, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, Tamara, imagine if you know what your heart is and you know the real, but a whole room of people think that you're something else. You got two choices. You can either go convince them or try to convince them, or you can not give a fuck and let them see what they want to see. Ray, I'll give you a bigger one that the two New York people on the couch are going to hate us for. Mm-hmm. I've experienced go. more racism up north than I have in the South. And the reason I say that is because at least tra- there's transparency in the South. Like, I can tell you, if I, if I go to a certain county in Georgia and I see a Confederate flag, oh, I know, I know what it is. still on business. Mm-hmm. Like, That's you, why, you know what I say? Whereas I was in, okay, I see what you're 
Oh my god! But I'm glad you said to, that. I've, I've been in New York several times where I'm like, like literally, you have transplants that are like people that are coming from Europe or coming from different places, and they're blatantly racist. Like they, Bro, they man. have no, like no if ands or buts. Like there's certain communities in in Brooklyn, there's certain communities in in Manhattan that are like, don't bring your black ass over here. But hit me out, hit me out, <laughs> hit me out. That's why I love Atlanta over living in LA and New York because I rather have. A white person who is making it clear that I'm a proud white man that is from a Confederate family, I can deal with that. That's a great, that's a much better starting point than those blue Democrat white folks that voted for Obama and but won't give a black person a promotion or let them run their company. Covert racism. Th- those are to me that that's the worst kind of racist because mm-hmm. they're your friend until you want like it's like it's like Juju my nigga until Juju say Ray, can I borrow five hundred dollars? We ain't friends like that. You know what I'm saying? Compared, and to me, I think, I think black people in America are going to strive when we only look at black people in America. I think if we only look at black people in America, that's why I got so mad when you said Asians. I'm like, fuck them. We, they got their shit together. We got to worry about us. And the only way we as black people in America is going to win is if we... Exception. That's why we're letting you in. And what happens is, is that now you ha- you almost like lost now because you're like, I don't know why I'm the yeah, I'm the golden boy. Right. I don't know why I'm still black. It's like me. White people, the white people in the music business loved me, loved me until I wrote a letter saying, "Dear white music executives, here's the struggle that black people go through." Then I was the enemy. You ain't my motherfucking friend because Tamira, if you came and said I wrote a letter to me, or everybody in here was like, "How hard is being a woman?" In the podcasting world, if I think you're the enemy, if I get mad at you for doing that, then I was your enemy from the jump. I want you to stay in your fucking place. You stay in your fucking place. Don't you tell me what you, don't tell me what you, and to me, that's what I have a problem with. That's why I like Atlanta better. Because at least Atlanta, I know what it is. Yeah, like I, I can see if you had the Confederate sticker on the back of your truck, hey, I know what, I know how to approach you. Mm-hmm. Whereas yep. if I'm now, I'm, I'm in, on the subway and you like, you giving me this evil look the whole time, I'm like, damn, are you, what's up? Yeah, but like, they know what it is, they, they. They don't, they don't want you. You ever seen that movie, Cruel Intentions? Yes. Remember the scene where the white woman found out her son, her, the black kid that was tutoring her son was dating her daughter, and the girl told her, and she thought, because he was like three or four years older, and she was like, I'm sorry to tell you, but your daughter's sleeping with this guy. And she said, what? He's messing with my daughter? And she was like, yeah, I know he's so much. She said, black. 
I was, I thought I was going to say older, but okay. You said black. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, I like transparency, but to me, we can wrap it up. Okay. Um, yeah. So Tyler, keep doing what you're doing, man. Like everybody, y'all just stop being ignorant. Not where I thought that was going. They getting smoked. <laughs> they getting smoked like a pack See, of fools. Like you ever seen? You ever seen a mechanic chase the oil with a cigarette in his lip? I mm-hmm. think. I think if you go and go against, I think if Wu Tang, if, if if I'm sorry, not Wu Tang, if Dungeon Family, only people, only person that I think Dungeon Family could go against the verses with, and it's gonna be entertaining. Y'all gonna get so pissed at me, Dr. Dre. The Dungeon Family and Dr. Dre go head to head. I tell you why I say Dr. Dre. Snoop. No. Uh, because Dr. Dre made albums. He didn't make singles. The Dungeon Family made albums. And they'll make, you got to remember, like, they got hits like Waterfalls, and, but they also got records like Funky Ride on Outcast album that is, like, classic. What about G-Unit? I think G-Unit can, like, it'll be interesting. Against the Dungeon Family? Hell. I think it'd be, well, I think, the, reason, the reason I say I think it'd be interesting, interesting because you have other elements. Like, you have, like, Young Buck went on a run. Lloyd Banks had a... Well, let a, me a, ask you a question. Nah. When you say Dungeon Family, so you're talking about the, the artists Goody and the producers and everything? Under, he doesn't understand. Dungeon Family is Future. a collective. <laughs> I know what the Dungeon Family is. So why are you asking that question? Because, <laughs> but, but I could, because it, it, could, it, it could be different layers to if she's talking about the whole and that's collective. Why, and that's whole, why I'm or telling. Or is it just artists or is it artists and producers? I don't know. She, so said, that's why I she, she said the Dungeon Family, which means everybody under it. Okay, there's nothing wrong with accent. No, I know, but I'm saying being clear. when I when I heard Dungeon Family. So technically, Junior will be under the Dre umbrella. Technically, technically, nah. Why not? That's fifty. Really? That's fifty cents. We, we not talking about we not talking about label Dungeon Family. We talking about producers. Well, you say that's Dungeon, what I was but you about. said you just said umbrella. You said, oh, you said umbrella. umbrella. You said if you say no, umbrella. That's what I'm saying. Aftermath is Dungeon Family went against Dungeon Family went against G Unit. They will fucking destroy them. It's not even close. I don't think people understand. What the Dungeon Family has done, so but that's that's already this difference though. So the unit wouldn't be separate; it would be aftermath. It would be aftermath. It wouldn't be. It'll be the umbrella. You didn't say that. Would they go against aftermath? You said would they go against G? Well, I'm saying it now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> aftermath. You the question. Listen, man, I'm gonna ride for the South no matter what. I would say another. I say another interesting battle that that will be interesting to see is slip and slide. And the only reason I say slip and slide because you have. Ross that came under that lineage. You have Trina. You have Trick Daddy. You have bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. That Plies. Like you have a, a, a see, how New York, see how New Yorker did that. I, I, nah, I when saying, when no, he said slip and slide, I want y'all Plies to zoom on. in on his listen, face. Listen, listen, listen. Plaza, Plaza, an incredible music, run, but no, I don't think that's a good. Plaza, you sound. I would listen. say good music. Plaza, is, <laughs> slip and slide, slip and slide, I smoke Wu Tang. Nah, all righty then. No, so, no, no. We can't. Again, this is the culture report presented by the Never. Guy Show. I want to give a shout out to all our sponsors. We got Yo We got Two Laws Distribution. We got Tote and Carry. We got uh, the Dreamers community. We got the too. Dreamers community. Please sign up for the Dreamers community. And yeah, uh, shout Gosh out to everybody. Five. This is the Gosh longest. Four. This is the longest culture report we ever done. And I feel life. like we got like we didn't. Even, it's like eight more things we didn't touch on. And I also feel like this is the best culture report we ever did. Burr. This is what it was supposed to be. I don't know what that. What did that burn me? My name. I'm just trying some new things. That's my ad lib. You got ad libs. I thought he was talking about Let's Gucci Mane. Oh my god. All right, we talk to y'all later. Oh, we got to talk to Jack, guys. Like, subscribe, <laughs> comment. Look at this nigga say. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.